Hey, this is Warren from Taming Sorry, and you're listening to On The Fly with Stevie and Jason. You are listening to On The Fly. Right. <laughs> Make them go down. What's up, guys? Oh my gosh. It's been a while. Yeah. And now you just like just like I always say, the Cowboys fans come out of the woodwork when they play well. They just wait till I, I, I told you I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I, don't I, I don't know. All I've heard after after what am I supposed to do? They're my hold team. On. Hello. Hold on. You beat the Colts. You beat the Colts. Hey, we you, beat the Bengals were, earlier. We beat the Vikings. So come on. You were dude. you hold on. You were only two points ahead of them going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, we woke wow. up. And then y'all we did that too. We did that against, points. Y'all decided we did to that against Minnesota too. Hello, Minnesota. Their only loss is against who? It's, no, they've lost twice. Okay, well, one of them's against us. Yeah, they've lost. And we twice. beat the Bengals, and the Bengals are getting good now. So Bengals, yeah, whatever. Well, Susanna Hoffs. We look, hey. We beat the Bengals the week before y'all did. So, did. I mean, come on. That's not saying much. Yeah, but you're sorry. You're sorry. I couldn't beat the Eagles. Nah, I mean, I, I, I joke around. I'm a fan. Who I'm beat, not, did, y'all beat of, the, did y'all beat the Eagles? No. Okay. No, I didn't either. But we play no, them in a couple weeks. And I'm just saying, we have a lot of uh, – I, I got a lot of my friends who are like – they're talking about Odell, who's been in the news. And uh, there's a report coming out that he won't be available till January. Don't need to mess and, with him. And my buddy's like, oh, yeah, well, we can use him in January. I go, you're worried about January, dude? You have the rest of the season to get worried. We got we got the, Gi- the Giants. We got the Eagles in a couple weeks. That's who we need to worry about. If we beat Don't. that game is going to show – that game is going to show which team is the better. And yeah, well. that's going to be a real test for both of them because – I didn't really believe in the Eagles at first. I'm starting to see it now. They they put it on Tennessee yeah. this past week. Uh, got their GM fired. Got their GM they, fired. Yeah. Well, you know why that happened. You traded the wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, and they and then the wide receiver was the one that went off on them. So, I mean, hey, isn't that why uh, was it Chip Kelly when he was the Eagles and he traded like all the, that wide receiver to the? I mean, I was so happy when I wish Chip Kelly would have stayed. Was it Chip Kelly, the guy that came from like, yeah. Oregon? Yeah. yeah. yeah that was I wish they would have stayed and still coaching the Eagles. So would have, that would have been <laughs> of great course, for me. because he sucks. He <laughs> traded away a lot of the draft picks, man. They yeah, took a while he, to recover I from. think he was sitting there to sabotage the Eagles for some reason. Um, Jerry Jones, baby. In my opinion, as an outsider looking in on the Cowboys situation, you do not need to mess with Odell Beckham. It's too much not, drama. Yeah, no, I mean not. I, I mean the he's kind of got better about the drama. He he shored that up a little bit when he was with the Rams. You know what? Why, I don't why, what hold on. Why are you going to mess up? Oh, we're good. We're we're doing the hold on now. We're, we just only did yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. We you don't mess up in January. The chemistry that you got right now. When you got you've got receivers that are making plays. CD uh, Lamb. Plus, you're getting ready to pick up another one of your receivers that you signed in the offseason from Pittsburgh. He's coming back off of injury. So 
I don't if he's not going to be ready till January. I don't know if I'd mess with him. I think he's they uh, signed some guy from Minnesota. I think some ex player from Minnesota too. Was they the same guy you're talking about? I'm not. No. Yeah, because they're. I think no, what there's quarterback James, got their quarterback got hurt. So James Washington was a wide receiver for Pittsburgh for the last three or four years. And in the offseason, free agency, he went to the Cowboys, but he was hurt. In preseason, he had a foot injury. That's right. And yeah, he had to have surgery. So he's been out. He's getting ready to come back. So I, I, you know, I think you got enough depth at wide receiver, and your guys are making plays. So, CD Lamb's, CD Lamb's coming into his own. He's my, he's my favorite player right now, and it kills me because he's a freaking sooner. But he's a cowboy, so that <laughs> that makes it all better. Oh, uh, okay. okay. I wanna, it's I wanna. Amazing. Do I need to hold on still, or can I talk? Still? No, go ahead. I don't, you're gonna talk about another. This, I wanna, I'm gonna get I, you on this too. Now the Cowboys are just. I, I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan. I, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid because I don't trust them. Cowboys are like that old girlfriend that shows up when you're lonely. She breaks your heart every freaking year. But yep. she starts looking good there around January. You're <laughs> going to let her in. She's going to break your heart again. The weakest part of this Cowboys team is not the is not the wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb, he's gotten much better. It's not your defense, although they got their secondary is kind of banged up. And it's not your running back. Zeke and Pollard are doing great. What, what other it's your quarterback. <laughs> it's your quarterback. Bingo. And talking about Odell, they're out there wooing him. You got you got who's out there wooing him the other night at the Mavericks game? It's your freaking defense. It's Michael Parson and Diggs. Where's your quarterback? You want that guy he, bad enough? Where's your leader of your team? He's too, he's too cool for school, buddy. Where's look your at, look he's at on his, his is he on his sleep mattress bed getting his, you know, 12 hours that he does on those commercials? Where's your freaking quarterback? Where's your leader? I'm not sold on Dak. I'm not a Dak fan. I, I mean, I guess you can tell. You agree he's, with me though? He's uh, yeah, I agree with you. He's he's too busy putting his uh, his picture on his his. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. How many people gave him the devil? People for that? people love Dak, but nobody loves Dak more than Dak. More than Dak. <laughs> I put that on Facebook. That was great. Yep. So. Uh, Go ahead. I know you had another one of your teams. Oh man, another one teams, as we know, the great Yadier Molina. Oh, you don't hate the Cardinals, do you? Come on, no. dude. Just because <laughs> they're not the the what are your what is your team? The Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, or who is that? That's blasphemy, there, buddy. I am not a Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, who's the baseball team? What are they called? Baltimore Orioles haven't been crap since they fired Buck Oshawa. When he go to when he go to New York, Showalter, not Oshawa. He's like he looks like that guy who died. Um, he's a great man. Oh, he's a great man. Who's that guy see, that died? Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's like he's it's like I always get him as Philip Seymour. Hoffman. Wasn't Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie Moneyball? Yeah, he yeah he didn't play, he played the A's, he played, yeah, he played the A's manager. Okay, Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Cubs. Well, Cardinals, I guess the winter meetings are going on right now. I don't have cable, so I usually watch MLB Network. They just signed. uh, They played for him, but they got him a good catcher. And it's from the Cubs. It would be like us getting a wide receiver from the Eagles, the Cowboys. It's our biggest rival. And, yeah, there's other ones out there. But, you know, Cardinals' opportunity to win is now because they got the the NL MVP and Goldschmidt, although he didn't show up the last two months. They got the, probably one of the best third basemen in Arenado. 
So their thing is to win now. So, I mean, Pujols and uh, Yachty are gone. So it's time to, you know, that leadership is gone. So they, that old school Cardinals are gone. So they need, Wainwright's still there, but they need to step up and win. And I feel pretty good about this. I, I know we'll win the division, but it's, Cardinals are just like, <laughs> Cardinals are, we won the division this year, bro. Okay. Cardinals I mean, are, Cardinals are like the Cowboys. They win a division in the first round, they're out. So I'm optimistic, yeah. but I am with the Cowboys. I'm going to, I'm an eternal optimist that should probably be committed for, you know, still believing in the Cowboys. That's it. Well, well, I'm like this with you. You talked about how bad the Cubs suck all the time. and But y'all went out and got paid big money for their catcher. So, hey, you, know, you, you obviously, I mean, you, you have, don't you have a sports podcast? Don't you yeah, know I do. when you say somebody sucks, you don't mean the players individually, you mean the organization. I know that, but I have to give you a hard time. You give me a hard time about everything, man. I know. It's bad enough with the Cowboys. Now you're attacking my Cardinals. What the hell, dude? I didn't attack them. Uh, what kind of shirt you got attack, on that, Is that a Shazam shirt? Yeah. You like Shazam? I like that Shazam was like my favorite superhero. He's my favorite superhero, yeah. Even though he's a blatant ripoff of Superman. <laughs> Not blatant. Oh, yeah. In the like when it started out, it ripped off Superman. They admit it. I'm old enough to remember when Captain Marvel and Shazam were the same person. Yeah, I remember but that. Captain Marvel became a really hot chick now. In your eyes, not everybody else. You don't think she's what are you saying? No, I'm talking about. <laughs> never mind. You don't get it. You don't have you it. seen uh, Have you seen Black Adam yet? No. It's supposed to be. It's it's like it's like the you know the enemy of. It's the enemy of a uh, Shazam. I'm hearing a lot of people. It was okay. On, hate no. I'm hearing a lot of people hating on The Rock now though. It was okay. I like The Rock, but. This is probably the first I rock like movie. Rock. I mean, but I'm but what I'm saying as a person, I hear they're hating on him now. Oh yeah, because they're calling him out for steroids. Duh. Duh. Good like, lord. Like, like who's that guy that that said he was just eating beef hearts? Or and Joe Rogan said that you can't be that buff at fifty. But Joe Rogan looks like he's taking the roids too. He ain't as big as a rock, but he's pretty maybe buff. Joe, too. Maybe Joe Rogan's speaking from experience. Oh, I know what you're doing. I did it too. Yeah, the rock is. I mean, he's he's pretty damn big, man. I mean, that's. I mean, that's not yeah, a good thing to keep on that frame at fifty. That's as bad as being a fat ass like me at fifty. So you know, well, I hadn't hit fifty yet, so I can't say that. Oh, you're there, dude. Almost. You might as well be. Almost. You're less than a year, bro. It's coming. So tonight. The main event. So, oh, Dale Beckham is a no for both of us. I don't let think him go. So. I, I would. I, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would not want him. At, you know, and I know a lot of Cowboys fans, and and you know, the guy that helps me, you know, he's my assistant coach. He's like, Odell, Odell. I'm like, dude, don't mess, don't mess with Odell. You got to have a cow, a quarterback that can throw to him first of all. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's one thing, but. I don't see where you need him. It's a it's an unnecessary need. Unnecessary need. You, you're good. We'll choke um, without him. We'll be okay. Yeah, you. I mean, you can. I'm. You, I'm. You can I'm, choke with the players you, know, we'll you got now. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic, but. Yeah, I know. That's the way to be. I'm a fan, but I'm not. A, I'm not. A, yeah, I guess I am a cult. I guess I am a cult, but you know, I don't. I don't drink the Kool Aid like the rest of the. Jonestown people yeah, or whatever it gets from. Okay. I'll shut All up right. now. I'll shh like you want me to. Hey. Tonight. 
I mean, so two God weeks, Stevie. Almighty, no. Two weeks, I haven't seen you, brother. Come on, man. Tonight, we're going to continue our series on the 80s. Tonight's going to be 1981. We do our top five. Songs. It was 87. Yeah, sure you did, bud. 81 songs, movies, TV shows, and albums. Uh, before we do that, we've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, first of all, some sad news, two things, two sad things to report. Uh, one happened uh, over a week ago, I guess. Uh, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac passed away after a short illness in the hospital. I mean, I was, you know, it must have been really short because you hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, it, it just, I remember looking, I was like, this can't be right. This is one of those, you know, but yeah. Apparently, she passed away after a short illness. I did like, you know, the, the class act that Stevie Nicks is to put the uh, the statement that she issued about uh, her best friend and, and you know, talking about she wanted to go to London to see her, but she was told to wait. And apparently, it got worse at, uh, really quick. But yeah. It was like, I think Saturday it happened. They got diagnosed and she was dead. Yeah, by yeah. Yeah, she. And then, of course, happened what yesterday or the day before Kirstie Alley uh, actress um, best known probably for look who's talking and cheers not uh, not runaway yeah she's you can tell who the kiss tards are we were thinking about runaway I was gonna say runaway but uh yeah but, but anyway, with, found. with Gene Simmons of kiss and, uh, I'm kiss this is uh the ex mrs Richard Marks yeah Cynthia Rhodes uh passed away i didn't realize she was 71 years old but apparently she had she had been battling cancer too i heard that was pretty quick too that she just found out too yeah so two two big icons in the entertainment world uh passed away in the last two weeks uh just sad sad news and we're getting to that we've said it before you're getting to that age now at least we are where a lot of the people that you grew up watching on TV, and you you don't look at it, and it's it's bad because you don't look at it like, God, they're they could, you know, they're at the age they could go anytime. That's like Kiss. I mean, Kiss, they're in the seventies. They could go anytime now. You could hear Paul Stanley's gone anytime now, but you don't think of it that way, though. At least I don't. I mean, I I haven't thought about it as much because. No pun intended. They're so much larger than life. Um, but I, I tell you what, I didn't used to think it that way. But I mean, ever since I hit 50, like I hear about a curse. I always said Christy, Kirsty Alley, I guess. Kirstie. She's only 21 years older than me. You think yeah. about it, it's like. And, She's only a person old enough to drink older than you. That's true. So, you know. Rest in peace, both of them. Both, uh, yeah, with, both legends and, you know, both, you know. Strong women with strong opinions. I uh, speaking of McVie, I saw her I think five or six years ago. It was with uh, her and Lindsey Buckingham did an album together, which is a great album if you haven't heard it. As it was called McVeigh uh, Buckingham or something like that, or Buckingham McVeigh something. And they played a little place called the Majestic here, which I saw Tesla. Was it Tesla? No, that's Aztec. Little place where I. Uh, Little little place been around since the twenties, and man, that was great. I never saw Fleetwood Mac, but I can only imagine because uh, Lindsay is probably my favorite member of the Fleetwood Mac. So it's 
So it, it was pretty cool. And I, I just wish I, I never got to see Fleetwood Mac, man. I, I kicked myself. Yeah, right that's that's one of those bucket list ones that you, you really want to see somebody like that. And unfortunately, that's. But the way things are, they'll put somebody in their place and hit the road next year. Uh, you know what? I don't think they'll do that. I really I don't. I think if they decide to do that, I think they'll be. I don't think Stevie Nicks will go out with them. Well, I don't know how you can miss two of your most prominent men. Like, Lindsey Buckingham's already gone, and now she's gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean. I don't think they'll go. I think if any, if, if Stevie Nicks goes out, it'll be on her own. I mean, I don't think they'll be able to know. I don't think you'll see Fleetwood Mac again as, as a, as you know, build as Fleetwood Mac. If I'll put it that way. Don't think so. Yeah, it's true, but, I mean, Stones did it. ZZ Top did it. I mean, body's not even cold. They're already back on the road. Yeah, that's true, but, you know. Who, who would ever uh, thought the Stones would go without Charlie Watts? I didn't see that. I mean, that being a Stones fan that I am, I just. Yeah, I mean, I could see where you would think that, but, you know, I guess I guess they it's all about the big old money ball, buddy. All right. So. You think it's about money when they have yeah. that much? Don't you think it's about the thrill of being on stage? I think it's more about that. I don't think. Especially don't... with. Especially with the Stones, they make they're so they're so loaded. I don't think it's about the money. I, I think if it's not about we, if it's not about the money, why are ticket prices? The live the live performance because that's just what the market dictates. That's Ticketmaster. That's wow. that's Live Nation. Ticketmaster is one thing, but you know, you see those uh, Taylor Swift fans going to sue Ticketmaster. It's like welcome to real life. They've been like that forever. I, well, I tried it, to get it's John. Just, Cougar. It's just something for her to write another song about. I tried to get John Cougar Mellencamp or Cougar or whatever you call him. And you can't buy anything but a damn resale ticket. So all that is, is they, they, they're oh, yeah. they yeah. it up. And that's sponsored by live nation. Yeah. It's bullshit. They, uh, me and Joe Decker were talking the other day. And I know, I don't know if you know this artist. And I was a newer country artist, Morgan Wallen. My daughter is a big, big fan of him. And he's good. I like his, I like his music. Uh, Joe, is a big fan of, and his daughter is a big fan. So he was, he was telling me, I was saying, have you heard these three new songs? And he was talking about, yeah. Oh yeah. He said, uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow for a show up here. And I haven't texted him since to see if he, if he was able to get them because it's a hot ticket, but I did see a post on my Facebook from, from someone that I'm friends with on Facebook saying she was trying to get in the lottery to get tickets. It's ridiculous. Do you know? And then she said, it's probably a good thing I didn't because at that particular show, lawn seats, take a wild guess how much lawn seats were at that show. Got to be at least over 100. Over 200? Nah, that's, that's, I'm done. No. $500. For a lawn seat. For a lawn seat. I honestly wouldn't. I think the only I would pay five hundred dollars to see the second coming of Christ, maybe. <laughs> but I, that's, no, that's, that is ridiculous. I mean, can you hear me? You froze up. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but you froze up. You still okay? Froze that's up. fine. That's fine. It's gonna it's gonna come you, back. You still around. got a you got a, such a pretty face there, Steve. You just froze. Uh, but it's even better when the mouse not moving. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, five hundred dollars. Yes, five hundred dollars, dude. And that you know that 
in my opinion, and I and people may disagree with me, that's fine. And you may disagree with me. That's fine. If you pay it, yeah. No, that's when the artist needs to step in. True. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but if you don't step in on something like that, that makes me think, you know, you care more about the money than you do entertaining the fans. Right. And I mean, you're going to make money with, but $500 lawn seats, that's ridiculous. But a lot of the, a lot of that stuff doesn't go to the artists. A lot of that stuff goes to. Oh, I know. It's, it, it's like, it's like entertainment fees, taxes, uh, so-and-so and so-and-so. It's so, but, but that's what. They, they, you know, they charge and, and, you a thing called a handling fee. It's like, what the hell is a handling fee? Entertainment tax, entertainment no. fee. I, aren't we paying that for the ticket? Well, that what the I, ticket is? Hate to say it, but that's what happens when you when you get monopolies like Ticketmaster. I thought monopolies were Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Live Nation used to be Clear Channel, which killed the radio and the Dixie Chicks stuff with the radio stations. And now they they did it with Ticketmaster. I mean, there's no regulation, and I mean, honestly, you don't have laws. They're gonna they're gonna. I, I mean, I don't know, but you know. The biggest band in the world was probably Pearl Jam in the early '90s, and they tried to they go would, against. They them, tried to tell it. They didn't. They couldn't do it. So, I, I, yeah. I, I thought about that, and, and you know, when I, we're going to talk about Metallica, but I looked at the prices for those. You talk about. I mean, those are going for. I saw that some go for thirty-eight thousand dollars. That's crazy. And it's like I, um, and I've come to the conclusion. I think my time of seeing big bands is done. Probably so. I mean, I'll go see. I mean, I go see Tesla. I can, uh, you know, seventy dollars. Well, I mean, yeah, can, a band that Metallica, that Kiss, big. Stones. I'm probably done with that because I probably can't afford the ticket. I'm not going to pay that big, much. As far as the big tours go, yeah, I think they're going to price yourself right out of business. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I. There's other crap I'd rather spend my money on than just an hour or two entertainment. And honestly, yeah. I'm old enough that I'd rather go see a, you know, like a Tesla or Dokken or something like. Well, I'd rather Dockin. go to a small setting and. I just have to. Band. I just have to skip the Journey show. I guess this tour. <laughs> if they can get the credit card straight, <laughs> just put it on Neil's uh, credit, yeah, card. Was it Neil? Neil's credit card. He's good. Was it Neil or Jonathan that did the money? Who was it that spent the money? Neil, right? Well, it depends on which one you talk to. I mean, did you ever see that? They're hiring a manager now. Who? Who was it? It was a manager for Def Leppard. Oh, I think really? is what they're saying. Yeah. Do you ever see that Neil Sean? He ended up marrying that girl that. Her and her husband crashed that Obama, um, yes, that, that dinner, and it's like yeah. God. And he and they had an affair, and she dubbed him as like, man, maybe that Neil Shaw had to buy her a few dresses on that credit card. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. They had to go to another presidential ball, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, if they can, get, I, I don't. You know, we talked about this before we went on the air. I don't know if they could, how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, with the harsh feelings and the legal stuff, how is how is a tour with Journey going to work? Is it Journey and Toto and who else was it? Dorothy and she opened Kansas. Kansas is Dorothy playing too with Toto? Yeah, yeah. Kansas is playing. Uh, I don't these, know. All these bands that have like one or less original members. <laughs> Well, Journey Act. Journey, I thought Kansas were dead, dude. I thought they were they, just dust, no. I was dust in the wind. Joke. I was making a joke, dude. Kansas, Dorothy, oh, Hall, Kansas. Hall. Took you a minute there. Dust in the wind. 
That's how we are, dude. It's dust in the wind, Bill and Ted. So you didn't, um, uh, you didn't, you didn't obviously get my joke about Dorothy. I guess you know, there's a band called Dorothy. They're pretty good. Yeah, I know Jigsaw that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So don't get me about not getting my joke. I don't get your joke. So hey. How did if you made the joke about Dorothy? How did you not get the joke about Kansas? Because I think you're a very serious man, Stevie. <laughs> that proves how little you, you know when about. You're, me. When you're talking journey, you get serious. That proves how little you know about me. Um, so moving on, talking about Metallica. Metallica just came out last week. Announced a new album. New album called Seventy Two Seasons, which I think is pretty cool when you see that hear the meaning behind it. Uh, that they've been through 72 seasons as a band and they've got the track listings for the album already. And they're going to go on a world tour. Like you were talking about earlier. I think their tour will start in 2024. Um, yeah. Was it, uh, was it, uh, Tom was saying that he has tickets to Fenway, I guess, in two nights, 2024 or something like yeah, that. It, it's, it's two nights. You you cannot buy right now. You cannot buy a single ticket. You have to buy the tickets for both nights. And God, I hate to see how much those are. But the thing is, and here's where Metallica is becoming my heroes. Each night, you will not hear the same song each night. Can you imagine if somebody like was to do that? They don't have to. I mean, Metallica doesn't Kiss, have to. Kiss has always been about the show. Metallica is more about the music. But Kiss just has Kiss could just could play a, a loop of rock and roll nine people still go oh, with as long as it blew things up. Oh. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't. Kiss has been a nostalgia act since the reunion tour. So they've they did actually. Then. You hear they did actually change a song in Japan, right? They added making love to the set list. I don't get the hate for that song. I like that song. I do like that song, but they I heard no, I, I, they were kind of ragging on Shout Out Loud. I was like, man, I like that song. I like that song. Probably I, not now, but you know. It was, they said it was pretty brutal. I haven't listened yeah. to it yet. But Metallica's new single, they did release a new single, Look So I love it. I Yeah, love it was good. And which proves my point. Oh, God. Here we People go. want to hear new music from some of these groups. From what? certain bands, not all bands. I, I, okay. 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 Like I, I, I want to hear stuff from Metallica. I don't want to hear stuff from Kiss. Okay. Does that make sense? No, but it's okay. No, because Metallica still Metallica still cares. Metallica doesn't mail it in, and I love Kiss. Well, my favorite band, but they mail it Kiss. in. The the last the last four or five months, I've come to the realization that Paul cares nothing about Kiss. Oh yeah, he's just going Soul through the Station, motions right Soul now. Station's proof of his, that. Yeah. His money maker is going to be Soul Station because he can actually hit the notes on Soul Station, you, and he you has enough background singers to cover his butt. You haven't, I mean, you haven't seen him on this last tour. I mean, he's milling it in. I mean, he's just there yeah. for the. Well, I mean, he's having dude. fun. I bet but he wouldn't do it, but he's not. He's not Paul Stanley. You know, you know what? From I like feel, five years ago, I feel so sorry for Eric Singer. They have beat down that man to where he's playing. He's so tired of playing that same crap every so. night. Huh? I don't think so. I just think he knows what the job is. He does it. He no, doesn't have to I do mean, that. He, you look they don't at have a gun to his head saying he has to do that. Well, I mean, 
there's a big difference, just like you hear on Tom Zeus. There's a big difference between when he plays for Kiss and then when he gets up there on the, with the Bruce Kulick band playing some other stuff. There's enthusiasm. And yeah, but he, don't you ever have like when you do something like you do your job and you just do that, but you come out and you do the podcast with me. I mean, yeah. you have fun with that. I mean, it's more fun. I mean, I get that. Burn out, man, with it. He's been in the band long as long as I mean, he's been in the band. Ball. I mean, I think the only one out there. I mean, I, honestly, seeing him in concert, Gene and Tommy are the ones having fun. The other two are just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and Gene is having a great time. I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Metallic album. I love the last the last couple of them, and I think like you know. Yeah, there is an audience for new music, but when you put out, you know, the last two albums Kiss did, but the last two albums Metallica did, oh, no. yeah, that makes me look forward no. to it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bird like Hunt, Death, yeah. Mag- Death Magnetic and Atlas or whatever the last one was called. Is it Death Magnetic last one Hardwired. called? Yeah. I mean, those two were great. I liked them both. And that's what I'm looking forward to new one. But after Sonic Boom and Monster, I'm good, bro. Yeah, I got you. Um, also, you being an Aerosmith fan, we're talking about people having trouble. Steven Tyler, uh, second show he is, uh, they've had to cancel because of his health. Uh, Steven Tyler is no spring chicken either. Uh, you think? Uh, yeah, it, it sucks with that because it's kind of sounds like what happened a few years ago when they were going to get Lenny Kravitz to replace him. Remember that when uh, he was yeah. like snorting his pain meds or something like that. But I read an interview with him and he said that, you know, when he gets hurt, it's nothing. It's nothing like anybody else because he can't take pain meds. Yeah. Because he's an addict and, you know, right. and you get a little bit of pain. We take a Tylenol. So he can't, I mean, Tylenol is nothing to him. So God, I'm hoping it's just the flu or something like that. Or I'm hoping he's not another, cause he's getting to that yeah. age, man, where it's like kind of like Jerry Garcia that, he had all those setbacks and eventually got him. Remember that? Yep. Grateful Dead? Yep, I remember. I remember. So, we've talked about all the up to date. I think we've got pretty much. No, on that happy note, right? <laughs> all right. Bob Dylan's in the news. What is he in the news for? Hey, I don't know. Maybe there's new music coming from Bob Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, you can go see him and Neil Young together, your two favorites. Oh my gosh. Hi no, this is here's how you know when to leave Bob Dylan alone. A former touring guitarist reveals the icon's subtle signal to leave him alone. Uh he ain't gotta worry about that for me. I'm sorry. I I won't be hey Mr. Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> He, anyway. he is what you call not a handsome man and an acquired taste. So. Yeah, very acquired. Very acquired. All right, so let's get on. Let's move on to the main event. Top five, the best of 1981. We, we did 1980 last month. Now 1981. Is well, speaking different. of 80s, you don't want to talk about the uh, our little album wars that we did? You mentioned that. Oh, you want to bring that up? Yeah. Album wars came out. Animalized versus Asylum. And I'm telling you, I was surprised. You and me both. Thank you guys for all the, the by the way, I mean, I'm not just saying it because you picked Animalize a lot, but thank you guys for all the comments and uh, 
and the shares and, and listening to two guys talk about <laughs> kiss albums going against each other. But uh, wow. Shockingly surprised. How many of you picked animalized, but, but what let's see. Former guest on this show and our good friend, Pinocchio. Jack Pinocchio said warden had it right. So. Okay. Well, that's all that matters. Now, I, I think, like we were talking earlier, I think when you ask most people that don't really like Kiss like we do, <laughs> like is kind of an understatement, I think they think Heaven's on Fire, which was probably their biggest hit in the 80s, my yeah. opinion. Because, I mean, even David that Foster talked about true. liking that song. And I just, you know, and what the hell is Animal? What the hell is Asylum? You know, I mean, I don't know. That's just, I mean, but everybody has an opinion, so. They're yeah, like elbows, well, elbows. If I if I'm going, and you know, and me and you talked about this before we went on too. If if I'm going with a Kiss album from the '80s between those two, I'm going Asylum. You know, I, I feel like Asylum had more hits, uh, but you know, to each his own. It's like we talked about in the podcast, I think Animalized was their peak in the '80s. I mean, they they were like. Double, that was a double platinum album. They were on MTV with a concert. I mean, I yep. I mean, more people may know us Animalize. You know, they may have checked out after Asylum. That's true. That's true. So uh because we're going on MTV concert. Oh god, don't do no power. It's going now. live on the radio. <laughs> I do remember that. Westwood One I, Radio Network. I love that. I, I have that on my on my phone. I'll sit once a week. You ripped it, yeah. I love that. I had the video from Blockbuster, and I had to pay like, mal- I probably paid more in late fees on that thing for keeping it than it was worth. You should have. You should have got a double deck VCR. They didn't have one back in 1986, dude. I don't think did they? They did. You have did you have one VCR? Yeah. Did Did anybody else have another VCR? No. Okay. Never mind. Nobody else. I don't know. I didn't know you could do that, Stevie. I wasn't that technically. I mean, now I would. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I never did that. Isn't there a law against that, Stevie? Are you? Are you? Is there to a statute of limitations? <laughs> I'm like Ace. I'm like Ace on the time slider show. I don't want to. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to incriminate myself. But uh, you know. Anyway, let's move on. Animalized would be the asylum. Sticking to the 80s. 2-0. and I'm 2-0. We've got to come up with another album war. And this time we got to You're not 2-0. and Whatever. More people that pick Animalized. You're not 2-0. and Dude, whatever. 2-0. You even admitted that I had the best one. Whatever. Loser. Loser. Colt Seavers. Loser. 2-0. and Whatever. Yeah, you're not like two a, and oh, just because a few people said that, dude. More people said uh, analyze an asylum. Did you put it on Twitter? Yes, more no, people said didn't. analyze. Bullshit. An you didn't put it on Twitter. I may not have tagged you. Yeah, anymore. whatever. You didn't put it on <laughs> one on Twitter, not Facebook. They're two different Listen, ones. Dude, whatever. He's getting all, he's getting all the way. Hey, man, whatever makes gotta, you, whatever gets you through the night. We that better you move won. on. Go ahead, Stevie. We, we better move on. Yeah, you better move better on. Better move on. He's getting all fired whatever, up. Man. I thought I could get him fired up about the Cowboys or the, or the Cardinals. He's getting more fired up about Animalizer worse out. <laughs> well, when we have a guest on here and a friend of the show, I say his is as good as 10 votes. So, 
Thank you, Jack. He actually listens to the show too. So a lot of those people that voted love them, but they probably don't listen to the show. Look, hold on. We got to throw a shout out. Got to throw a shout out to Marty White. Uh, He he listens to the show on YouTube. He's a loudcaster, but he, his comment this past week, he said, uh, how did he say it? He he said the funniest thing I've heard in a long time is <laughs> Grouchy Smurf as the new lead singer of Accept. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to have to go and listen to him now. He went and listened. He said, oh, my God, you were right. He does sound like did Grouchy Smurf. you say that on the show or something? We did. I did. Oh, Don't you okay. remember I said? He does sound. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause I listened to I was tell I was talking about when I listened to that Hearing Aid album and Accept oh, yeah, was on right, it, right. and I said he sounded like Grouchy Smurf. Marty White was like this, and he was t- talking about uh, I don't know if I can pull his comment up. And then he we started talking, getting into a big debate about which Smurf was which or something like that. Yeah, you I never heard of that Smurf. Yeah, you were talking about it. It's going to yeah. be greedy. It's going to be greedy. Don't talk about that. But Marty White was talking about another band that had a. Uh, they all, him and his friends always said, had it somebody. Okay, here we go. You notice how Stevie Man of a, War. Stevie finds a compliment about himself and he goes to make sure no. everybody hears about it. Man of War. Man he of said, War. I'm from the same town Man of War is from. That's a, those guys that were all buff and stuff? I don't know. I would think yeah. maybe so. Or friends, he said, my friends and I had this joke that Lou – who I guess his real name is Eric Adams, sounded like Starscream from the Transformers. <laughs> so I'm going to have to listen to Man of War and see if Starscream comes out. I guess he was the one that was a little... You listen to Man of War, not me. Not me. All right. Before we get sidetracked again... Any other compliments you want to highlight about you, Stevie? Anything right. else that, but I will say, you know, I, I've, been, I've been meaning to throw a shout-out to Marty White because he does comment a lot on youtube and uh he's he's been a faithful follower of the show so so he's the one that listens yeah he's the one that when we did the tesla episode uh was talking about his housekeeper the, the lady that cleans the house for him cleans house for it, and he was supposed to find out which one it was from tesla and it, w- it was brian wheat oh wow yeah so i was like yeah hit him up for an interview for us but uh, i doubt that happened Hang tough, brother. Hang tough. Hang tough. All right. So that, 19, that rousing note. <laughs> 1981. Oh. <laughs> Little Stevie was eight years old. Uh, heavy into Star Wars. Little Stevie. Little Stevie. Little Stevie. Stevie's on the up. Um, it's probably Little Stevie in your guitar. I was nine, one year older. You were old. I was living in Mansfield, Missouri. I'm living. I was living in the same place I do now. If you ever like Alaska, North Carolina, that doesn't surprise me. Nope, I don't stray far from home. I will, we, you, you don't. You don't stray, Stevie. <laughs> no, I don't. So but you I'm know, not. you don't have to have a passport to go outside the state, right? I do. I have been outside the state. <laughs> um. So, what do you want to start off with? Uh, nine years old, living in Missouri. Um, how about we start off with the albums? Okay. Some of the albums that, you know, you 
not necessarily new back then, but like like now. Or we can talk about you know some of the news. Well, see, I, I did I did a I did a uh, I did because at that age, believe it or not, eight years old, I was. This was when I was really, really getting into the music scene. I was listening to a lot of stuff, uh, the radio, the top Casey Kasem's top forty. That's when I was really starting to uh, to to get into the music scene. Let's talk about a little bit of what went on in 1981 as far as music goes. Ah, right. uh, let's see. Iron Maiden played their first show with Bruce Dickinson. Yes, sir. Here's one for our uh, friends over at Shout Out Loudcat, especially Tom. Rush released the highly regarded album Moving Pictures, which eventually becomes that band's sixth platinum album. Okay, more power to you there. Not highly regarded by either one of us, so. <laughs> no, no. Billy Idol leaves his band Generation X to begin a solo career. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off a dove at CBS record label gathering. The Go-Go's signed to IRS Records. MTV uh, debuted. Yep. Eddie Van Halen married Valerie Bertinelli. Yes breaks up. No. No. <laughs> Uh, Sheena Easton what, hits number one with Morning Train. One uh, one song that I had noticed too that, and we'll probably agree on this too. I was looking at the Grammys for that year. Christopher Cross, who is a San Antonio native, by the way, just thought I'd throw that out there because you know something for Stevie to hate on. His album was so big it beat The Wall by Pink Floyd. Christopher Cross <laughs> is like one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. yeah. But- that album was so big it beat the wall. Yeah, that, and not that knowing album. too many Pink Floyd songs and not knowing too many Christopher Cross songs, I can say they made the right decision. Yes, <laughs> I am not a I am not what you call a Pink Floyd fan. Me I don't get it. I never got Cross, it. Yeah, I mean that album was huge. Christopher Cross for that span of like two years yeah. was huge. You know, with the Arthur thing. Yeah, uh, and he had that he had that song on Tootsie. Like uh, I don't know, Tootsie's a couple years later, but no, maybe that's not him. No, that's not him. No, I'm. I'm thinking somebody else. I'm thinking somebody else. I was like, what? Yeah, okay. He didn't know that, but he had that song in Tootsie. He didn't know. Ride the wind. Ride the uh, ride the wind. Ride like the wind. Yeah. Not poisons. Ride the wind. Yeah. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. So getting back to that, let's see. Eagles got beat. In the Super Bowl against the Raiders. Yep, the Raiders. And I was pulling for the Eagles then. Yeah, I figured. In that game, I was. Uh, Reagan. Donna Ross leaves Motown for RCA Records. Reagan got shot. Yeah. I remember the day that happened. I came home from school. It was too. all over the news. Because North Carolina, the basketball team, was playing for the national championship that night and lost. And they were debating whether to have the game. And I that was like the yeah, – But that's going to bring him back. Like, oh, yeah, take the bullet out of him, you know. Yeah. Uh, AIDS became a big story. I remember that was a big story back then. A lot of people were scared of it because they didn't know how you could catch it. And um, it wasn't, I mean, it most, they started came out as a gay disease, but I think like people were just, it's like any kind of virus. They weren't sure how you got it. I just remember that being a big deal. Um, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Pac-Man fever. Donkey Kong came out too. Yep, Patman Fever was all over the place. Buckner Garcia. Um, Brad Whitford, Lee Aerosmith. Yep. Bands that disbanded. 
Bay City Rollers. Big loss. Hey, shut up. I'm a Bay City Rollers fan. Yeah, like I said, big loss. The Knack. Another big loss. Starland Vocal Band, so no more Afternoon Delight. Steely Dan. Paul McCartney and Wings. So, All right, so you want to go to albums first, right? You forgot one thing that happened in 1981. What's that? Flair won his first belt by beating Dusty Rhodes, his first world title. I didn't think that was true. I didn't think that was true. I had to look it up. I thought I always thought he beat Harley Race the first time. No, that was the second time. I didn't know. Second, I didn't know that. So he beat Dusty for that the first title. It was too sweet to be sour. Did Dusty ever have a long a reign longer than five days? I mean, he didn't really. Dusty, Dusty, what? He actually won the belt at a Star K one night, and they overturned the decision like the next day or the following. Week. Hey, speaking of speaking of that, did you ever watch the territories? I did not. I have not have a chance to watch. The latest one is on Crockett, and that's been the best one. And the world class one was eh, but the Crockett was the best one. And the one I think either was last night. I think that is Mid South. So yeah, Jim Ross had a post about the Mid South that was coming on. Cornette was on a couple of those. He he was talking about when when he fell from the skyscrapers and stuff and. Big Bubba was uh, supposed to catch, him, was like, to catch him. Yeah. yeah. And and whiffed. And Cornette ends up blowing out both his knees. We got to talk about We We got to do a show on that. Like, kind of. That's look, a good series. There's a. Uh, I'm working on some guests. And there is a big thing going on around this area. Uh, that actually a friend of the show is, is really, really involved in. It's a. He's trying to bring a territory back, Mid-Atlantic Territory Wrestling. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so uh, a friend of the show, you've seen him on some of the intros, uh, Preston Quinn, uh, should be coming on soon to talk about talk about that, discuss that. Well, they bought the uh, – Billy Corgan owns the NWA, right? Yep, he's got the NWA. So 1981, albums. We're doing albums first, right? Yeah, let's do albums, albums. Albums, 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 your top five. All right. So you want to go you, first? You want me to go first? You, you start us off. Um, so you mean to go one, my five, and your five. five. Okay. So I do my top five or you do five? Just do you five. Do... And then we'll go back, switch back and forth. Okay. I, okay. Uh, sadly, this was oh, not sadly, but at the time, this is probably my favorite band. I've talked about them before. And sadly, the, uh, Guitar player just recently passed away, but they're still penciled in to play the rodeo here in San Antonio. Alabama feels so right. Uh, loving the first degree uh, feels so right. Dixieland delight. No, that was Dixieland delight. That was that was uh, close. Oh, get. never mind. Excuse me, I'm wrong. Uh, feels so right. That was I think it was right after. It was really both, I think it was before Mountain Music or after. I don't know. Okay, but I really got into Alabama and Mountain Music. But feels so right, Alabama. All right. <sighs> And I have to keep up my reputation as a kiss toward. So my number five is the elder. This is me as a kid at the time. I mean, this is how I'm going. But you still like the kid. you still like the album though. That's the thing about it. I mean, I I don't hate it. I don't. Hate I don't it. hate it. I just I just don't listen to it. Does that make sense? I, I could get if if we could get past Odyssey yeah. and Fanfare. And maybe just a boy too. With you know, which is worse, Odyssey or Odyssey or Torpedo Girl? 
Oh, good lord, dude! Odyssey is yes, terrible. thank you. Odyssey is not, and I and not that I don't listen, but she's he's way out of his element doing that. Yeah, he should not be yeah. doing that. That you know, and you, we saw that story that came out what last week. And Gene said Ace Freely was right. It was the wrong album at the time for Kiss. So yeah, and I also and saw did. that thing about them having to kiss his ass to to do the promos for the creatures. It still didn't make it a difference though. Yeah. Well, you know why they had to do that, right? Contract the record company. Yeah. yeah. The contract, they could drop them. Well, they just lost Peter. Now they're losing ace. So like, what yeah, the you hell? Could, and, and that's why they came out with the, the story that ace was in a car Our wreck accident, yeah. and Vinny was just taking his place temporarily. Yeah. Until they got the record out, got out on tour and then they were, Oh, the ace is gone. I still, but, I still say if Ace would have stayed in, I mean, I just what it could have been in the eighties. I mean, God, they would have oh, been yeah. great. They would have been you know, so much. It's like Ace said, if he stayed, he probably would be dead. Yeah, but you wouldn't get albums like Animalize or Asylum either. So you know. Yeah, well, I, I, you think about what what Ace would have said if they come up with something like Crazy Nights. Well, they probably would have been more like Aerosmith, I guess, kind of that. Kind of they more, wouldn't have been able to. Do you think they would have been able to do Crazy Nights with Ace there? Yeah, because I think second sighting, style? second sightings, just as keyboard as is that. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, it, it was the time. So, and they're all about chasing, tra- chasing trends. He's trying to say. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Elmer. You spitting the cola. <laughs> all right, number four for you. Uh, probably one of my favorite guys at the time. I loved his his dad. His dad was a great artist, but I liked Hank Jr. Pressure is on. Oh, yeah, I did. Country Boy Can Survive, him in front of the train. Uh, Tennessee Stud. um, This is the coalition about that one. And what's that one about about his dad? dad, His dad fired everybody. I think I fired you. I used to work for me, didn't you? Yeah, I think you fired my ass back in 1977. It's some. It's like it's the last song. It's it's some. He does a duet with somebody. Talk about Hank Senior. But uh, Country Boy Can Survive. That was my. That was my jam, dude. Yes. Let me tell you. I I have fond memories of that because one of my older cousin, same one that got me hooked on Kiss. He was he was old enough where he could drive. He had a like a tan color Pinto, and we would all pile in. And this was one of the tapes, the cassettes that he played was in country boy can't survive was on. And I, man, we, we, that, when I saw that, that's, that's one of my honorable mentions there just because of nostalgic there. But yeah, I can, yeah, I can go along with that. Hank Jr. Hank Jr. Was my boy, dude. He was, yeah, yeah he was my boy. I, I'm, I honestly, I think around that same time they had that movie come out with uh, John, uh, John Boy Walton. Play, uh, uh, what's his name? Anyway, I know who. Yeah, I remember. I remember he that. that he had that badass uh, pool that was shaped like a guitar. It's like, God, yeah, that was awesome. I remember that movie because yeah. I was like, John Boy's playing Hank Williams. <laughs> and you talk about how he got the beard. He was in that accident and stuff. And yeah. Like, yep. That's another guy with Keith Richards. Is you're kind of surprised he's still alive. Woo. world. Okay. So Hank Jr. is number four for you. Yes, sir. Number four for me is a another concept album. You know, the Elder was a concept album. This one was a concept album, and I just remember 
at the time, I guess this is what turned me into a fan of them. And I was for a while. And, you know, I still like their older stuff. But as time went on, they kind of faded for me. But Six, Paradise Theater. Um, you know, when you come out with the uh, Rock into Paradise and then too much time on my hands. Uh, it, it, and didn't realize at the time that it was a concept album. But, you know, going back and listen to it, and the, the cover was just, you know, you had one, one I think the, the front of the cover was Paradise Theater, and it was all glammy-looking lights everywhere, and then on the back of it was like a rundown theater, you know, windows broken and all this stuff. So, uh, but, yeah, Paradise Theater, Sticks. I didn't get into Sticks until Kilroy. Was that oh, after, yeah. was that after Sal? No, no, this was before Paradise Theater was, was right before. Yeah, it was right before. And Dennis DeYoung was probably the one that wanted to do the whole concept. I think he was. Oh, he was. Really, he was. It's yeah. in the, behind the music. Talk about it. Yeah. So he's not with he, them yeah. anymore, is he? No. They did a reunion and something. He's got some kind of condition that, that with the lights and everything and it's not good for him and they were getting ready to do this big tour big oh, wow. reunion tour uh it's been a few years back and he had to he had to pull out because he couldn't do it it's still a lot of bad blood between him and other members of the group especially tommy shaw i think because tommy shaw i don't know you remember on that behind the music when they showed tommy shaw was in damn yankees and they do a the part of their concert where, you know, lights go down and all of a sudden you hear the piano for Babe starts playing and all the members of the band are looking at each other and Tommy Shaw just starts, says no, and they start playing this hard song Damn Yankees did. And I think Dennis DeYoung took offense to that because that was one of their well, big hits. They made fun of Night Ranger too with Sister Christian. I saw that show here. How the heck? You they were they were they were going back and forth like they were giving him crap about babe and they were like sister Chris and they were like they were because this was the 90s and it was I guess passe to make fun of stuff like that you can't you can't really make fun of either song both songs were great songs they they that I mean I guarantee Tommy Shaw wasn't thinking babe was a bad song back when it came out was hitting the top of the charts like sticks always reminds me of Adam Sandler and Big Daddy sticks <laughs> oh, yeah. was American yeah, that's like his favorite, and that's why I love Adam Sandler movies because he always had the old music in them. And stuff. Yep, he always does. All right, number three for you. Number three for me probably is my has my favorite song by this artist. Okay, not all time maybe, but maybe that era. Fair warning, Van Halen. Van Halen, Unchained, probably yeah. my favorite David yeah. Lee Ross song. Come on, Dave, give me a break. Unchained is like that song that I never get tired of. I just, I just love that freaking song. Uh, so this is love. I think is on there. Um, is women in love on that one? I like that song. I love that song. I put that on uh, all things. I, I don't know. I, I may be the wrong album, but I put uh, women in love on that. All one of the all things rock, hard rock and metal. Somebody was saying they sold out with that song. Oh, that's a badass song, dude. I mean, everybody's a damn critic, dude. I mean, yeah. Come on, it's Van Halen. <laughs> so Van Halen, and, I'm, and I'm a Sammy guy because that was the era I grew up on. But I love the whole band, so I don't hate either era. Okay, 
Pair one is one of my honorable mentions, by the way. So I will get to that. I'm one of my 30. So. <laughs> but this, this, my Wasn't going to say it. My number three is, is another. Uh, my brother actually bought the cassette, and I was kind of scared of it at first, but you know, getting to listen to it, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. You know, this is, and, and I didn't get hooked on it at the time, but I didn't mind it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. Mm, Monroe mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just that, that diary, and that's probably at the time the only song I listened to, and it was probably because it had that classical influence on it. With that Randy Rose does. Had no idea who Randy Rose was at the time. Had no idea what Ozzy Osbourne had done at the time, eight years old. But the cover was like, I was like, oh Lord, yeah, this is so pretty. Was this pre, it wasn't Blizzard of Oz, it was pre Blizzard of Oz? It's after, after Blizzard. That's right. Yeah. Because then we talked about Blizzard of Oz last, last time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he came out with, you know, they, he was putting out albums. I think Sharon was trying to get him to put out albums quick. It's like Kiss used to do. I didn't really get into Ozzy till Bark at the Moon. I bought that album and I, 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 I got hooked on Ozzy after uh, Ultimate Sin, and uh, you know, Bark at the Moon. Was, Bark at the Moon has my favorite Ozzy song, and we'll guess we'll get that later on. Rock yeah. and Roll Rebel. That's like my favorite Ozzy. But that has nothing to do with 91. Moving on, Diary of a Madman, my number three. What's your number two? So, going from Van Halen and Ozzy Osbourne to George Strait. Straight country. Straight country. You got Unwound. Uh, there's a song that was on his box set that's on this album. It's called Blame It on Mexico. It's like a B-side. Good song. Get, check it out if you want to hear it. Uh, Down and Out. Um, this is kind of... He went from playing Green Hall and stuff like to having an album. And it was just a big freaking uphill from there. And George Strait became the king of the 80s. A lot of the 90s too, man. You ask a lot of people. Number two, you you're doing kind of a lot of country in this in this list. Well, I, I, was, I didn't I didn't really get into like heavy metal till I got into yeah. ACDC. And say I was opposite. Well, I didn't get I didn't do a lot of country back then. You know, the Hank Williams was Country Boy Can't Survive was about the limit I did right then. Maybe the Barbara Mandrell and Mandrell Sisters Variety Hour or something like that. But anyway. Number two for me. Oh, I remember that show. It was a, the the youngest one, Erlene. Ooh. Erlene. Was it Smoke Louise? Show. Louise. Well, they were all good looking. The middle yeah. one was like, she was pretty hot too. She was married to T.G. Shepard. Remember that? Really? Yeah. The middle one? The dark-headed one. Really dark really? Yeah, she was the middle yeah. one. Because Erlene was the younger, dumb bimbo one. Yeah, she played yeah. the dumb one. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. T.G. Shepard. If I'm not, I may be wrong. But that, I, I'm pretty sure I'd heard that back then. So this is a this my number two is one that you know we played a cassette, wore it out. I knew all the songs back then. Uh, you had some great ones on there: "Jukebox Hero," "Waiting mm. for a Girl Like You," "Urgent." Uh, mm. You know, Luann was one that we we listened to a lot. "Break It Up." I used to get that it, the, the Luann platter when I went to Luby's. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Foreigner, foreigner, four, four, yeah, yeah. Is Blue Monday on that one? No, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. I'm gonna win. That's another band that did a lot of albums, like a lot of times. Lot yes, of- but yeah, foreigner, four. We wore. I know we wore that cassette out back then. Mick Jones, uh, Lou Graham. I think didn't records come out that same year? 
That greatest yeah. hit? Yeah, that, the greatest hit. That's the out. one I remember. That's the yeah. one I remember. The four was was just one. I didn't we didn't have records. We had four. But you I talk about we, a a great greatest hits. Records is a great greatest records hit. That came was out like, in 82. Okay. I, it was around that time. Yeah. Because so, Urgent was my jam, man. I love that song. Urgent was great. That's a that's a very underrated song by them that doesn't get talked about a lot. They had they had five singles from that album. I, I believe it. Urgent, waiting for a girl like you, jukebox hero, break it up, and Luann. So they were they were pretty. That that's a pretty solid album there. You a buddy of mine, album. a buddy of mine, I bought an album. I think it was Double Vision or something. It was like the seventies yeah. one. And I remember my buddy looking at it. He goes, you know what? And this is like in the nineties. He's telling me this is like, man, music was a lot different back then. I go, what do you mean? He goes, man, they're probably the ugliest band. But they, they were pretty. So, they, they were pretty. You called very <laughs> handsome men. But man, they were just—they were everywhere. I mean, they, they, you didn't have—they didn't rely on your parents back then. You know, you could be ugly, and that's what his point was. Like, yeah, it's a good point. So, number one for you. Number one for me is probably not a surprise to you. They're pretty big in the '81. Um, I remember watching this on. They had a concert on HBO called "Let's Spend the Night Together." Uh, okay. uh, around that time, and I think it was this tour, the Tattoo You tour. But yep. one of my favorite songs, Stone songs, Keith, sing, Keith, Keith sings it. It's called Little TNA. She's my little TNA. That's one of my favorite Stone songs of all time. So I had to put, I had to put Tattoo You on because I mean I just remember I remember the Stones from back then. So yeah, going through the list of eighty-one song, eighty-one <laughs> albums, I, I saw that and I was like, I know Ward is going to have this somewhere on his list. Cause I, I mean, I've probably been in the Stones as long as I was. I mean, when I was still in like Alabama and stuff, but I've stayed with the Stones, so I, you know. Yeah. So my you know me too one, well, Stevie. Yep, my number one will probably not surprise you either. Uh, this was another cassette we wore out, and it had so many great songs on it. Who's crying now? Stone in love. Open arms. Don't stop believing. Just to name a few. Uh, Journey escape. I mean, this is what really got me in the journey. Steve Perry. I mean, Open Arms was what really everybody wanted to hear. But Don't Stop Believing. I'll tell you what. One of my favorites off that album, Stone in Love. That's a good I mean, song. That, I like that, that song. That is a really good song. And Still They Ride. Still They Ride is a great song off that album. Uh, there's not many of them. There's, there's not many songs off that album that I'll skip, if I, any. I, I remember going to school in the second grade in 1981, 82 or whatever. And I remember the, 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 you nobody had, nobody had like headphones or something. Yeah. Like that. Everybody had that big cassette player. Remember that? Uh-huh. And they were yeah, always, we, and we that, man, they played, by. they played journey all the time. And it was, I mean, they were a big band at the time. I mean, they were, yes. they were big. So that's what I remember. It's probably why I hate journey. Cause I remember going to second grade. Probably Stone of Love's a good song. I hate Journey because of second grade. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Stone of Love's Stone of Love's a good song. All right. Which category do we move on to next? I think we need to go to movie. Uh how about TV shows? All right, let's go to TV shows. TV shows for 500, Stevie. All right, I'll start off. Okay. My number five, and this is these are shows that debuted in 1981. These are not just shows that were on the are air. Shows that you liked, or you? Yeah, okay. yeah, I like these shows. Yeah, I and did that too. The ones that debuted in 1981. Yeah, the first 
the first one was probably surprise you, but my mom was a big, you know, d- the whole Dallas thing. And Friday nights, you, you didn't have to go. You didn't have to go to sleep. You know, you could stay up late and watch whatever. After Dallas is you talking about after Dallas? Yes, I know, what you're, I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about Falcon Crest. Yes, Jane Wyman, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamas. Lamas. Uh, Anna Alicia, she was hot. If you haven't, don't know who I'm talking about. You remember her? I vaguely remember Falcon Crest. Okay, it's funny. Uh, we didn't watch. We didn't watch Falcon Crest. We watched Dallas. Yeah, and, you know, and I remember that it was it was it was around. I don't know what year, but it was Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, Dallas, and then Falcon Dallas, Crest. and then Falcon Crest. Yeah. Yep. So they were doing like these drama dramas, late night dramas on every every network about different things. You know, what Dynasty was about? What uh, jewelry, jewelry, or what? What was that about? God, what was Dynasty about? What was that family? What was the Carrington family? I, I I watched it, but I don't remember. I can't remember either. Then you, have, I mean, you knew Ewan you you was about oil, so it's yeah, you went oil, and then of course Falcon Crest was about the wine. wine. They had a a big vineyard, so San Francisco, uh, right? Because then they yep, the car start off on the bridge. Yeah. Yep, yep, and uh, you know Lorenzo Lamas was Greece. like the the yeah. <laughs> You really put your foot into it this time. He played the door, the yeah. dorky uh, athlete, if that makes sense, in Greece. But uh, yeah, we, that's, that's probably one of the reasons I started watching Falcon Crest was because he was on there. And then uh, you know you find out later Jane Wyman, who is the lead character, what used used to be married to President Reagan. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so you know you, that was kind of cool to find that out at the time. But yeah, it was it wasn't bad. I went back and actually looked it up on. When I when I got the uh, started streaming and it's you can watch a lot a lot of the old episodes. It had a good run. It was on yeah. There for it a did while. have a good run. It was good. So uh, yeah, but Falcon Crest is my number five. My number five was a show that I watched. I remember. Did it come on after? I think it. It's got one of the my favorite theme songs. I remember getting my little tape recorder and recording the song. Uh oh. And I think it came on either after Magnum or before Magnum. It was Simon and Simon. It was the two brothers, uh, Gerald McCraney, I guess, who's still acting now. Yeah. And Parker Parker Stevenson, I guess his name was. No, they, that wasn't Parker Stevenson. Not Parker Stevenson. Parker, he had another, I don't know. His yeah, name. he was a Parker. Yeah. But yeah. Parker was married to Kirstie Alley for a while. Hardy Boys, sorry. My bad. Yeah. But uh, his, name, his name was Parker something. But I remember that they started out, they were on like Magnum. They had those, back then they had those crossovers. Yeah, they, they, would, they, would, they would do that back then where they would start a show. You, they would guess on another show, and then it would go into their show. But that was this is the era of when theme songs were big. Oh yeah, I mean like Magnum, Airwolf, you know Simon and Simon, you know Falcon Crest, Dallas, you know. You had you had that you had it backwards. Jameson Parker was. Yeah, I knew name. it was something Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, the one of the first times you see Tim Reed. Who goes on to be Venus Flytrap and uh, oh, no, it's already Venus Flytrap. Yeah, and- WRP was before this. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. missed that. I for the life of me, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving's over, dude. Yeah. That's Less still one of the greatest ever. All right, so that's your number five. My number four. We talked about a little early, earlier. Dynasty. Uh, I mean, Blake Carrington, you had, who, 
who was that girl? Emma Sams. You remember her on there? Oh yeah. Emma Sams. Uh, but the cat fight, everybody I always talked about between, uh, what's, what was her name? Linda Evans and gosh, what was her name? She played Alexis. Gosh, what was Joan her name? Collins? Joan Collins. Joan Collins. That's it. That was probably the highlight of that show. And didn't they kill them all? Did they kill a bunch of them at the end? I don't know. that like the finale? They killed they killed off a lot of the characters at the end. I won't say it was. I don't know, but I remember now. I remember Heather Locklear being on that show. Yes, yes. Oh, they did Dynasty was about oil too. I'm looking right now. The trials and tribulations of two feuding families. The Carringtons and the Colbys, both all rich families in Denver, Colorado. They had the uh, Colbys was another kickoff show. Yeah, that, that was a spinoff. Speaking of Emma Sams, I mean, you know me, I watched General Hospital. She was on General Hospital for a while, and she just recently came on there. She still looks pretty good for sixty-five, but God, I remember her, and I remember her, and there was a magazine that used to compete with Sports Illustrated back in the day called what Inside Sports, I think. Yeah. And she was always on the cover in the bikini, so yeah. You remember Catherine Oxenberg? Yes. Yeah, and then uh, Pamela Sue Martin. She was the original. She was daughter. A she drew, wasn't she? She yeah, she was the original daughter. She's also yeah. Then they replaced her with Emma Sam. Emma Sam's took her place. That's right. So yeah, Dynasty. So that's Dynasty and Falcon Crest, one right after the other. Good. That would be a good lineup right there. Uh, but number four for me is Dynasty. Not the Kiss album. <laughs> uh, my number uh, four is a show that I used to watch with my dad. Um, like I said, we weren't real close, but this is kind of the stuff I remember when we lived in Missouri. And I liked I remember liking it as a kid. And there was this cop, there was this cop on there that always called everybody dog breath. And uh, and it was pretty cool, but it was called Hill Street Blues. I didn't know too much about it, but it was a good show. I mean, oh, yeah. it was a very, I mean, I remember liking it. I mean, it was way above my nine-year-old head, but I got it. I mean, I, I could understand it. I understood that, was it the, the the police chief? He was dating the, what, a district attorney, and there was always yeah. kind of, and I don't remember her name, but she was really pretty. It's, it's not Veronica kind of Veronica Hamill. Yeah, that's her. And that yep. actor was a real good actor too. He was, yeah. yes, he was a a perfect one to be the chief. So Hill Street Blues, we may talk about that again. I do that. Right? I do that sometimes when because we have a PD department at our school district. So I remember like when we get a good buddy of mine's a cop and go, hey, 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 let's be careful. Let's be out careful there. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know that guy. Uh, that guy. I think he was on the original Longest Yard. Yeah, he, he was, was a football player. My dad was telling me about him that, like, when he was doing that show, he was dying of like terminal prostate cancer. And, he did. He was. He, yeah, he died. Yeah. He died, and they replaced him with uh, what was that guy's name? I think he played on Mrs. Doubtfire too. Pierce Bronson. Yeah. No, the gray-headed guy. Gosh, what was that? Robin Williams. I can't remember his name. I can't remember. His did, name. did they replace the character or just him? Like a no, they replaced the whole. Yeah, had a new character. It okay. took his place. I hate that when they. I actually but, think they wrote him off the show. I mean, I 
I, I that he died. I or something may be like wrong, that. Yeah. but I think they wrote him off the show. But he knew he was going to die. But I remember seeing him. He was in the longest yard, the original with Burbank. Yep, I think he yeah. was. I think he was a football player, wasn't he? I can't remember what that. I'm, I'm, I'll have to look that up. So, but it's like one of those movies you see a guy. Hey, that guy was in you know Hill Street Blues. Yep. Number three for me, and I'm gonna probably steal some of your thunder right here. I've never spent much time in school, but I've taught ladies plenty. Colt Seavers, the Colt Seavers, guy. baby. Uh, yeah, it was that was a pretty cool. You know, I've never figured out though. I guess he's a stuntman slash private investigator. Bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Yeah. So, uh, I love that truck. God, that truck oh was God, badass. that truck was bad. When he had that fun. side chart, he put those people on the side. <laughs> And then it always got me at the first of it. That get his little sidekick when he had the kid. Called him kid. Remember calling yeah, him kid? Yeah, the the Douglas Bar. Wake of where he could fly. He was flying and everything. And then of course, uh, probably one of the main reason any young boy would watch that Heather Thomas. Oh my gosh! Not don't Heather forget Locker, about don't Heather forget Thomas. about Marky Post. Marky Post, Post too. Yes, yeah. but you know, Marky Post back then was the. What was she, the lawyer for them? Yeah, she was a lawyer or something. She was on Night Court as a lawyer, but she was on. Um, she had some kind of. Like she gave him his assignment. Yeah, because he was like a bounty hunter to go get people. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. You're right. It's been so long yeah. since I watched it, man. It's It's been a while. I'm sure we may be hearing about that a little later. Probably so. So, all right, your number three. My number three is a repeat. We just talked about it. Heather Locklear, Dynasty. Honesty. Um, I it was weird. I I was a kid, but I, I mean, I always thought Joan Collins was hot. Linda Evans, I nah, never really got into her. I, I never could understand how that guy. I I mean, wait a minute. I take that back. I could always understand how John Derrick traded in Bo Derrick for. Cause I never <laughs> Linda Evans, even on the Big Valley, I was like, she's not that. She's not all that. She just wasn't. I, don't, I think it's the eyes. I don't know what it is, but I was like Joan Collins and. I saw her not too long ago. She's like pushing 90. She's, she looks pretty good, man. I mean, it's been a while since I had a girlfriend, so maybe that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Go on, boy. Go yeah, for she, it. She's, she's, she's pretty foxy. All right. My but I always remember da- Dallas and Dynasty. They always tried to outdo each other. Like They know, did. They I mean, but, that was what they were supposed to do, though. But we both know Dallas was a better show. Yeah, Dallas was. Dallas was, Dallas was the one everybody. J.R. Ewan was just the man. They had nobody that could top J.R. Ewan as far as a villain on that show. You know, Alexis. Well, and they had and they had that uh, they had that reboot a few years ago. That's pretty good too. But I'm a, I'm partial though. But yeah, you know, I saw I saw uh, Patrick Duffy. He's on uh, another one of the soaps, The Bold and Beautiful. Boy, still yeah. looks good, man. I mean, God, he got to be seventy. Man, still looks the good. Man, man from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. And he's also in a Taco Bell commercial back when they used to serve real food. Oh, yeah. All right. Number two for me, and it's a repeat, Hill Street Blues. Hmm. Yeah, Dog Breath. When you said Dog Breath, I was like, yeah. Uh, You remember, what was it, Rinko and what was it? Two guys, the the black and white cop. cop, Yeah, the guy, he, uh, when they got shot. Yeah. I was like, because that was early on in the in the in like the show. I was like, they're gonna kill off those Mike Warren. 
who was a big time college basketball player at UCLA, won a bunch of national championships at UCLA. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, love that show. I mean, they had so many characters, and it wasn't always wasn't always serious stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so they had the serious stuff up there, but they also had the funny stuff up there. Yeah, but how um, crazy the streets could be with the yeah. I mean, yeah, God. I mean, you had some crazy stuff to come in there. I remember Dog Breath, uh, <laughs> which was he had a good run. Yeah. He was he was on some yes. other stuff too. Yeah, yes. But that would he that will always be my favorite character that he ever played because did he bite somebody in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Street Blue. It, it was cool because it showed real life. Like, yeah, you know, it did. I mean, that was one of the first shows to that do was that. It, the, it, it started a trend. Now everything's a cop freaking show or a yeah. like about fire department well, or something. All of them, all of them are showing. They they found out when Hill Street Blues come out, they could show real life and have a hit show. Yeah, I mean, you you started that, then you had something like you remember Saint Elsewhere, which yeah, was well, the hospital. Good. So I mean, Howie Mandel. Yep, Howie Mandel. Uh, it wasn't the guy that played Kit, wasn't he on there? Yeah, the he, was, he was. He was the, but also who who else was it in there? Who was the guy that the the real like kind of geeky, liberal guy? Ed, Ed Bigley Ed Jr. Jr. Hey, yeah, it was somebody but else. What, in what there. the ending of it? Like it was all a dream in some kid's mind. I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't yeah. remember watching the ending. But do you know? You don't remember who else was in there? Uh, yeah, Denzel. Yep, Denzel. How could I forget my fellow cowboy fan? Exactly. That's typical. I, I like Denzel. Denzel. Denzel's one of my favorite actors of all time. He's the movie that he does a movie. I'll go see. I love Denzel. Yeah, Denzel is great. I do like Denzel. All right, Hill Street Blues is number two for me. What you got at number two? My number two. Changing up a little stuff. Uh-oh. I remember I got into this. I was like nine. And you know my, my background I've grown up in about the religion and stuff. There was such a freaking outrage over these little blue little bastards. Smurfs. Because <laughs> he told me, well, you talking about the lead singer for Accept? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Smurfs, because somebody said that, oh, that's German for demon. And I was, and I liked it. I mean, I, I mean, of course, Gargamel's over here casting smell, uh, spells with his cat. And Azrael. But one thing I did remember is like one girl and all those guys. Oh my gosh, you like, and she wasn't and didn't she transition to didn't she pull the Caitlyn Jenner? When she made that. a guy and they put her into a girl, then they turn into a girl. So uh, this was all conditioning young little minds like mine to accept this evil stuff. <laughs> That's what I was told. It's like, oh get over it, whatever. It's a freaking it's a cartoon. Freaking cartoon. Okay, so Smurfs is your number two. Yeah, I watch that every Saturday. I love that show. Oh, yeah, I watch it every Saturday. Uh, yeah, so the lead singer for Accept is <laughs> number two for you. All right, number Hello one. With, uh, Jenner. <laughs> number one for me. And let me guess. Probably, let, me, let, me get, let me try to think. Try 1981. That was popular. I have no clue. I have no clue. George Costanza's answer machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Greatest American Hero, which was my top. Connie Connie Selica. Smoke. Connie Selica, yes. And, uh, but yeah, it it wasn't really, it was a superhero show, but not really what you would say a 
super, typical superhero show. He gets his powers from aliens, and he doesn't really know how to handle it. I mean, the flying and stuff was always an issue with him, but good show, funny show. Uh, great song. Yeah, yeah, great song. Joey Scarberry, who did the theme song. I always remember watching his show, and of course, I was young at the time, and I always thought that guy that was his partner, that older guy, oh, yeah. was this was Mr. McGee chasing the Incredible Hulk. And I could have sworn my dad's like, no, it's not the same guy. Uh, it's it's like, not the same guy. You know what I'm talking about? Robert, his name is Robert Culp, I think. Robert Culp, I think. Yeah, yeah. so, but I, I got those two mixed up. But Connie Selica, yeah, and she went into a new hotel later on and marry uh, John Tish. John Tish. Entertainment tonight. Yeah, so number one for me, and probably more well known for the theme song than the actual TV show, but uh, Greatest American Hero. Definitely. Check that it guy out. Was, was such a dick and carry. Oh yeah, he uh, was. He was. Stuff. Yeah, William Cat. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I, yeah. Great show. I remember watching that. Oh yeah, I watched it all the time. Well, right. there's, you know mine. We we talked about it already. It's, it's the name. There was a period probably between 1974 and probably 1986 that Lee Majors was my god. First being you know Colonel Steve Austin. Yeah. And then Colt Seavers and Steve. I mean, it, 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 I don't have too many people I want to meet in my life, but if I could meet somebody and like if he does a Comic Con here or whatever, I would pay to go meet Lee Majors because he seems like a good dude. I mean, I mean, you see him in interviews and you know, I, I love the Six Million Man. Yeah. I remember the Fall Guy came out on DVD by God back in 2005. And but you I guess have- it. I guess it didn't sell because they never released season two on. <laughs> so I was like, hey, that one guy in San Antonio bought it, but it's pretty hard to watch now. I, it's actually easier to watch the Six Million Dollar Man because it's like, but the Fall Guy, I mean, they're supposedly making a remake of it with uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling. Oh, He's really? Full series, I think. Please. It's kind of like Zach Efron playing uh, the uh, Kevin Von Eric, right? Yeah, I think I posted something on my 80s page about that happening. Uh, they need to put Lee Majors in it to give him a cameo. Like, yeah, they've been talking about making this. If he'll do it. They've been, oh, he'll do it. They've been talking about the $6 million man. They need to put him in that, you know, play Oscar Goldman maybe. But, uh, yeah, Fall Guy, I loved it. Watched till it ended. Uh, remember having the truck, having the toys. Um, lunchbox. Oh, yeah. Had yeah. the Colt Seavers lunchbox. lunchbox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking at the lyrics to the song. I'm not the kind of kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Pharaoh. I've never been anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo, but somehow they just don't end up as mine. I like the one about Burt Reynolds. He's just kissing dirt. (laughs) He can, can, while Burt can kiss him. And then he talks about Eastwood. He makes Eastwood look so fine. He talks I, about Redford. I mean, he called out a lot of those guys. I'm Redford. the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. Yeah. I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. Got burned up over Cheryl Tiggs, blown up for Raquel Welch. But when I wanted to say, hey, it's only hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, I like the first couple episodes because it was pretty cool that he actually highlighted stuntmen and like how yeah. important they are. Well, you know, was I wonder if Hal Hal Needham had anything to do with this? Because Hal Needham was a stunt man that did 
he was actually the one that did Smoking the Bandit. He produced Smoking the Bandit, but I'm wondering if he had anything to do with this. I'll have to look at it. Which is, up. you know, uh, it's kind of funny that he played a stunt man because if you watch old Six Million Dollar Man stuff, that ain't him. No. <laughs> it's so obvious that that, like, didn't, dude, that's not even Lee. I mean, it, that, it's so obvious this is not Lee Major. They didn't even I try to wonder, hide it. There was a, I wonder if this kind of inspired. A Burt Reynolds movie that was about a stunt man. Hooper, Hooper, Hooper. No, Hooper was actually before. Hooper was in '78, so, uh, and that was Hal Needham that did that movie too. So, God, these guys like Lee Majors, Burt Reynolds, were like our our idols at the time, man. I, I mean, I used to love Burt Reynolds. He was my yeah. Still, All right. one of, still one of the funniest lines. Happy Gilmore in that limo drives up. Wow, must be like Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time I see a limo, I say that. It must be Burt Reynolds or something. So, what's next? Songs or movies? Uh, let's save movies for later. Let's do the songs. All right, songs. So, you started out. Uh, you mentioned them earlier. Um, I think they played this when I saw Damn Yankees. I remember uh, driving, and I remember we were parking at the at the, the Majestic, I answered earlier. I saw Damn Yankees open or play there. And right in front of us, who walks in front of us? Tommy Shaw. Little as oh. hell. It's like, man, I could have yeah, ran him over and been in jail right now. I was kidding. Too much time on my hands. I love that song. I love early sick. I love that. And uh, what's the other song they had? Um, oh, Mama and the Fear from uh, Long Arm. Renegade. Like that one. Renegade. Yeah. They I play like that. Sick. They play that in the fourth quarter. At every home Steelers game to get the crowd wound up. That's one of the highlights of going to a Steelers game. Hey, speaking of Steelers, did you see that clip of Tomlin walking by and that guy trying to say hi to him? Uh uh. I'll text it to you. I'll text it to to you. It's funny. I I got a kick out of it. I like Tomlin. All right. So, my number five, Ario Speedwagon. Keep on loving you. Good song. Yeah, I had the uh, 45. I, w- I remember going to the record. We had a small, small record store uh, in a town that was probably about 10, 15 minutes from here. But we used to go, not every Saturday, but every other Saturday, my parents would take us over there. And there was a 45 in there. I remember seeing it, and I'd heard it on the radio. I was like, I want this one. I'm an REO. And I decided, you know, I'm not only a KISS fan, I'm going to be an REO Speedwagon fan. So, yeah. But keep on loving you. Good song. I like R.O. Uh, Speedwagon. Yeah, R.O. Speedwagon was my Kevin Cronin, who, and they're still going today. Yeah, they played a they played a small little bar here in Bernie, Texas, which is like that's where uh, Joey Kramer has a place, and Goldberg lives. It's a oh, it's really? about thirty minutes. Yeah, Goldberg lives in town. Cause I saw him on TV. I'm like Bernie resident. I'm like what? What? And uh, Austin, Steve Austin used to live out there. Uh, oh, I see really? them at the. I see them at Deborah back. This how long ago it's been. So yeah, yeah. They, they played like a little. They played like a little bar there, and it was like, if it wasn't so far, I'd go. But man, you have to go one night. All right, keep on loving you. Is my number five. What's your number four? Number four, uh, a song I vaguely kind of remember when I was young, but I really love today. Uh, these two dated, evidently. She had, she was more into him than he was into her. And it was Tom Petty and uh, Stevie Nicks stopped dragging my heart around. I uh, read some stuff on her that she was kind of, he was more into the rock star than she always kind of wanted to settle down. 
which is kind of funny considering she never did. But uh, stop dragging my heart around. Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty. That's a good song. I can't see. That's. I mean, I can see it, but I can't see her being into him more than she. He was into her. That's but, what you know, I read. I don't know if it's when true you say not. when you say you know he was in the rock star thing. She wants to settle down. That makes sense. I think he was uh, maybe a little younger than her. Uh, yeah, he had. Well, could have been that much younger, but maybe that's, so. a, that's another bucket list that I miss. Tom Petty. Yeah. All right. Excuse me. My number four. And this song was all over the radio. I mean, all over the radio and whatever it came on. And we ended up getting the album for this guy who was also an actor at the time on General Hospital. Oh, shit. Talking about good old Jesse's girl. John Stamos. He's kidding. <laughs> John Stamos. He's kidding. Rick yeah. Springfield. Jesse's a girl. And I mean, yeah, you, you just, and you know, back then you didn't, as an eight year old, of course, I didn't understand the lyrics. Uh, but yeah, you hear it now, and you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. So, you know, he's stalker. You never heard the girl's name, though. Somebody asked when I was doing like some research, everybody was like, what was his girlfriend's name? And was like, he never said what the girl's name was. I mean, it was just Jesse's girl. But he did do, I don't know if you ever saw it or not, where he did the, uh, there was a band that did the sequel to Jesse's Girl, and he was in the video with it. I've got to find it. I've got to find it and post it. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I just remember him being so big at the time, and I remember oh he was on General Hospital, and I remember MTV had you him on the there. Movie? Yeah. Huh? You remember the movie he did? He did a movie. What was it called? Hard to hold, where he, he pretty much played himself, uh, dealing with a relationship with a woman that he was, you know, as a rock star. That the name of the group is Coheed and Cambria. Jesse's Girl Two. It was released on August twenty first, two thousand twenty. It's got one point one million views. So. Rick Springfield gets comic retribution and twisted uh, sequel to Jesse's girl. <laughs> so what, yeah, what, what was it with them in the cars? You know, my best friend's girl and then Jesse's girl. Jesse's Come girl. on, dude, leave her alone. I uh, what kind of friends are you guys? I mean, what uh, what I just remember that song he did. Uh, Sammy wrote, "I've done everything for you." Yeah, Sammy Hayward wrote that song. Yeah, and they're really they're still really good friends. Yeah, Sammy did. You know that show he did he's, on Access TV. He's still touring, so yeah, uh, Rick Springfield. So number four for me is Jesse's Girl. Uh, number three for me is probably a song I. It's not that I remember from back then, but it's one of my favorites of all. One of my favorite songs by this artist. Um, all those years ago, George Harrison. Yeah. Uh, George Harrison next to Paul is probably my favorite Beatle. I, I would, I don't know. I, I, I don't really have a favorite Beatle. I mean, I love the Beatles. I would put, I put Paul and George the same cause I love their stuff all the same. Right. And I just, you know, all those years ago, talks about the Beatles talks about it. Everything, you know, Hey, I was a song called when we were fab. I don't know what album ago, when we were fab. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that's on, all, but uh, all those years ago, George Harrison. Okay. So underrated. 
is a veto. But when you got John Paul McCartney, it's kind of hard. Yeah, when George George came, you know, as far as a single artist, when I guess when he hit the big time in the eighties, no seventies. Uh, well, when he, did, uh, when he hit the charts big time in the eighties, which I got my mind set on you. That's when that's I. Later. That's later. Yeah, it was later. Yeah, I know it was later. I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, no, okay. I, I and then later on songs like uh, "My Sweet Lord," uh, and when we was fab and 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 all those years ago, I, I backtracked and heard these songs. But he's definitely the the most underrated of the four Beatles for sure. Uh, played a hell of a guitar solo. On I would put him above. I I personally, being a Beatles fan, would put him above Lennon, but that's just me. Oh wow, you might yeah. get stoned for that. No, George, George, no. George. No, just his solo stuff alone. That's what I'm saying. You might get stoned for that. I mean, he didn't have a Yoko. Would I get stoned for that? He didn't have a Yoko Ono back there doing songs with him. Anyway, all right. Yeah, that that's let's that, move on. You heard her stuff, right? It's that's my next song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're ending the podcast after that. Then number three for me. And the first of one of my two crushes, uh, man, she was Rick Springfield's the first one. So. No, I said first of my two oh. on this list. So, do your math. You weren't a very. I know what you said, fan. but I know what you meant, Stevie. All right. So she was. She had been a crush of mine for a while because she had been in one of my. Are you gonna? Are, are you gonna treat her right? Huh? No, that's not the one. Oh. Thought I'd take a guess. Yeah. This one was uh, Livy New John physical. Ah, uh, and the that video was a, that was, was like, that was eighty two. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm bad. My bad. I'm my bad. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I just want to see how many times you would say that, so I could keep looping that over and over. And every time on the show, when you say something, I say that, that because I was going to put her greatest hits. As my one of my top ten, but I was like, that's eighty two, and I just remember yeah. that song being on there. Yeah, physical yeah, okay. came out in eighty one, and it was sort of like at the top of the charts. The video was oh big man. time video. controversial, <laughs> controversial big time. And it wasn't about her; it was about those two guys walking off holding hands, holding hands. Yeah, I mean, it's like really that upsets you, but it's like she was smoking it, and I, and I don't yes. like women with short hair, but man, she was you could not like, not like the living new John. That, yeah. that lady was just plain beautiful. There's nothing more you say about it. She was just beautiful any way she looked. Uh, beautiful yeah, I, voice, beautiful uh, looks, and I mean, physical was, uh, and it kind of got people, started a trend, people going to exercise and stuff like that. That They did the whole thing. Jane Fonda workout video. Yeah, you saw that everybody dressing like she was in in that video. That hit man. So, yep. So, but number three for me is physical. Number two for me, I remember seeing the album. A buddy of mine had the album or cassette. And I was like, wow, I didn't know she did music. I thought it was uh, Janet from Three's Company. Oh, God. I was like, like hey, is that Janet from Three's Company? They're like, no. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't I don't know. Uh, I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. Because she had that look on there. I thought that was like, hey, that's three. That's that's uh that's Janet from Three's Company. She kind of looked like Joyce DeWitt a little bit. Yeah, I could say but that. I remember that song was everywhere. 
<laughs> and I always love this song because the solo is so reminiscent of something Ace would do. That song is short yeah, and sweet. And it's like, it reminds me of an Ace Freely solo. It always has. But that's evidently a cover. They did this as a re- I think it's a cover or they did something. They, they did it as a response to uh, the Stones, It's Only Rock and Roll. Yeah. That was their answer to the It's Only Rock and Roll, but I like it. But this song was everywhere. It was, yeah, it was a it big was. hit. It was. I, I, had, it. I still we, love it. We had the cassette and we, there was a lot of, you know, what was that? It was one song that was a remake from old Clemson and Clover? Crimson, Crimson and Clover, not Clemson. Something like that. Clemson Tide, Roll Tide, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then there was a one called Runaway. It was it, it was a bunch of good songs on that. We we and that was back when you listened to the whole cassette. You didn't you had to because you paid eight dollars for what you didn't have iTunes or or Spotify or whatever. You had to listen to the whole thing and enjoy it. But uh, that would be a, probably one of my honorable mentions right there. I love rock and roll. I remember we got we got the Xbox and we got the uh, rock band. And this is one of the songs my daughter loved to play on there was I Love Rock and Roll. She loved to do the singing part of it. So, number... Victim of Circumstance, I think, too. Yeah, that was another she one. She has Louie Louie. Summertime Blues, well. Number she two... Has, she does a lot of covers. Yeah, she does. She's got one album that's like a double or maybe even a triple album that's nothing but covers. Um, like that that song, I hate myself for loving you. What was Desmond Child singing? That it's like heaven's on fire. It's just rewritten or something like that. It's no, like, it was another. It was, there was uh, some song. I was made for loving you. Was it? I, no, da, 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 I hate myself for loving you. You love me to hate you. Something that, like that. that came out the same. It was on Hot to Shade. Kiss. No, on. it was. It wasn't. It was a well-known song. He said it wasn't. It wasn't that one because he told Jericho or something that. He played it and he goes, "Oh, it's the same thing as I don't know what it was." That's yeah, yeah, I remember that, but I can't remember another podcast. But it was the the title was so similar too. It was like they just reversed it. Yeah, but he does it in a lot of songs. Like yeah, Amazon, you know. All yeah, right, I, I did see uh, earlier this week somebody posted about you remember. Of course, everybody remembers uh, Bon Jovi's "You Give Love a Bad Name." Mm-hmm. And to listen to a Bonnie Tyler song from before that, and I'm trying to look it up now so you can. Nobody knows who Bonnie Tyler is. Dude. Come on, Bonnie Tyler. Nobody sure. knows compared to Bon Jovi. Oh, nobody knows. It's kind of like Led Zeppelin and Spirit. Nobody cares about Spirit. What's the name of that song? Hold on. Different podcast, Stevie. If I were, <laughs> and listen, this is the name of the song. If I were a woman. And you were a man. You give love a bad name. Different title, different li- lyrics. Same song, same hair. So same yeah, hair. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. You'll you'll hear it. So number. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that right now, Stevie. I'll, I'll look that ahead. up. Number yeah. two for me. Just a small town boy. From "Don't Stop Believing," your favorite song, "Journey," and you cannot get fatigued with this song. Oh, you can. No, not with. Oh, this believe song. me, you can. I, I am a testament to that. You can go, you can go to. Uh, Especially when people college. try to start singing karaoke, God's even worse. Just when you think "Journey" couldn't get worse, people cover it and sing in karaoke. 
Well, that, we could say that for Kiss too. That's uh, true. Anybody really? Yeah. But yeah, just a great song, and it's like an anthem at a lot of a lot of sports games now. Uh, but yeah, don't stop believing. It's my number two. I know you just love to hear that. You know, I wake up when my uh, I have my alarm set to eighties on eight, uh-huh. and that comes on. That makes me get out of bed. So, <laughs> time to get up. Uh, oh, we talked about this before. Believing. Probably one of my favorite songs that I ever heard, or ever. Hello, that makes a lot. One of my favorite songs I ever heard. You. One of my favorite songs by this band. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. Mean, mean warrior, my mighty, mighty man. Urgent foreigner. I still love that song. Oh wow, um, that's number one for you. I yeah, that's number one for me. I love that song. It's probably my favorite Ooh. foreigner song next to Blue Monday. Which is a great song too. Yeah, that is a great song. Foreigner is—it's so funny. You know, you talking about Journey. I, of course, never liked Journey, and I remember my buddies giving me a bunch of crap and go, "Don't how do you like a Foreigner but not Journey?" Like, they're like kind of like the same. They are similar. I'm like, no, they're not. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that crap. Yeah, and then you were like, yeah, they are. Wow. (laughs) No, I—I think I grew up listening to Foreigner, like with my mom and stuff like that, and I think that's why. I like them. And that's a band too that they're going and they're on a farewell tour. And it's like yep. I, one I never saw. And it's like it's I don't know. I it's not the same without and I know that guy from Hurricane does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does. Lou Graham is Lou Graham, dude. I mean I'm a Lou Graham guy. But Mick Jones is foreigner though. Yeah. And the fifty one fifty producer. Yep. All right. Number one for me. Another crush. I just remember Remember seeing these girls on the videos, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That lead really, these that lead singer is so freaking. Well, she is boring. a few years later. She's not so hot. Oh, she this, was. But, she was. Nah, she was hot later on. Not this one. I know you're talking about. Number one for me is "Our Lips Are Sealed" by the Go Go's. Not "We Got the Beat," but "Our Lips Are Sealed." Um, it's a better song than "We Got the Beat." I know "We Got the Beat" is the one everybody thinks Go Go song, but we "Our Lips Who's Are Sealed." That? brunette in the band though she short Jane Weedlin. yeah she's i always liked her too yeah she has been uh she left the band tried to do a solo career didn't work out too well for her. but if you ever watch bill and ted's excellent adventure she plays joan of arc that's, that's not her really How that's much her do you want to bet right now i'm I holding my hand Stevie. i can shake on it i'm shake a cowboy fan it. i don't bet TV. <laughs> really that that's her. her that's her wow Jane i didn't know Weedlin. that Yep. You learn something That's new. Why I, always that, I always thought Joan of Arc was cute too. So, hey, well, I guess there you go. See? I didn't but know yeah. that was her. Wow, really? And that yeah. was after they had their fame. Wow. Yep. Wow, I didn't know the video is so, I mean, it's so low budget. All they do is ride around in a car and then they stop at a fountain, get in a fountain, but it's so great. It's just great, great song. And the, the lyrics, uh, the middle part, your girl, your that you think so cute was uh you're looking it up now to see if i'm telling you the truth about her playing joan of arc ain't you mm-hmm. hey, hey you don't believe me i want to see your face when you five i just never knew four, that oh i mean it's not that i don't believe you it's just that i didn't i never i never knew that i never knew that you're gonna find out right now just no but i i mean i'm surprised you you actually learned something from me stevie oh oh thanks jeez but yeah, the to hear the the little middle 
middle part of the song. Well, I never knew that was her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And she she wrote the uh, little part, Hush My Darling. And it was about a, this song was pretty much about her relationship with a guy that was in another band when they were uh, on tour in in uh, the UK. And he was, he was still in another relationship, but yeah, she she wrote this about that relationship. Where, who? I'm sorry, you lost me. Who were we talking? Jane Weaver. Yeah. Okay. While you were looking up that, yeah. not because you didn't believe. I, no, I, I just it's not that I didn't believe yeah. you. I just never knew that, Stevie. Yeah. So now and how many times have that. I seen that movie? And of course, you're like, who is that? You know. But of course, you know, we all we all know the star of the show was Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. So creates the philosopher. That in a Napoleon when he's on the water slide. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I remember watching it the first time I watched it. And I was looking, I was like, she looks familiar. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then didn't yeah. have a Google back then. You didn't when I have saw Google, it, yeah. So when when you watch it, I, you know, watching it after we had the ability to look it up, and I was like, but then you look at the credits and it's like Jane Weedman. So I just Ooh. remember I just remember Nuno doing the guitar work and a lot of that. It was great. And uh, especially the model scene. That's yeah. that's extreme in the model scene. Do, 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 do. All right. I love that when he's calling his dad. Yo, this is Deputy Van Halen. Oh, this is Deputy Van Halen down at the station. And in the he next movie, and in the, and in the next want, movie, the, come get the, him. In the next movie, the stepmom's with the other guy. <laughs> Stepmom was I mean mom everybody. I mean, Misty. mom. And of course, in the next movie, in Bogus Journey, Kiss Kiss's music saves the world. Did you see the new one, the latest one? Yes. Face Is it good? It's okay. I I the it second was, it one was more. It was more nostalgia stuff. You know, the second one okay. was so good that I was like, ah, I, don't, I want to remember the set first and second one. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like Bogus Journey. I love Bogus Journey. Oh, I do. Uh, too. I love the Grim Reaper. You know, Death. You know, he he was so great in that movie. Plus, I love the first one so much because Carlin was in it. Carlin wasn't in the second one, was he? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, yes, George. George. Death was the big deal. Death. Death was the yeah. Yeah, yeah George Carlin was one of my favorite. I love Carlin. He was Rufus. Rufus. Yeah. So um, we're going to we're movies on, now. Now we're on movies. All right, I'll let you go first, Stevie, since All I right. went first last time. And. People that know me know I have a dry sense of humor sometimes. You have a sense of humor? Mel Brooks. Yeah, you can never go wrong with a Mel Brooks movie. And I'm telling you, as I give you you these 15, as you can say, with a lot of Mel Brooks movies that came out back in the day, there's no way they could do it. Oh, no way. The uh, the snowflakes and, and all of them would get. Blazing so Saddles, all that stuff he did. Yeah, Jeez. you'd probably be able to watch. What is it they said? Blazing Saddles has been edited down for TV now. That you it'll air from like nine o'clock to nine o five. So, uh, yeah. So, but History of the World Part One. Isn't that the oh one with the? God. I give you the fifteen, oh, 10 commandments or yeah, whatever. Yes, they did. They did several periods of time. Uh, uh, Gregory Hines was in this movie playing a uh, slave. Um, Malin Khan played uh, Empress Nympho, and then Caesar played by Dom DeLuise. Oh my gosh, it was so freaking hilarious! God, he's about the only one still alive. Mel Brooks, Dude. they're all dead, but him, yeah. Mel Brooks is the only one probably still alive. 
Um, did you ever yeah. watch that? Did I ever tell you to watch Silent Movie? That's one of yes, the funniest. That's I have not so watched funny. that. I've God. got to watch it. Um, but yeah, we had the video disc player before they had a VCR. You know, the video disc, laser disc. No, it wasn't laser disc. It was a video disc. It was just. I thought that's what they were called, laser disc. No, laser disc was you could actually have like a look like a re- vinyl record and put it. Oh, in that's there. okay. This one was like a plastic had a plastic cover and you would slide the plastic cover in the machine and it would cut and the cover would come back out but the the thing would stay in there and play play the movie were you able to stop it or fast yeah you could you could do all that you they, you could actually you, have could, you could pause it on the boobs <laughs> yes yes but yeah so history of the world there's so many catchphrases i i use to this day and i have a kid i have never seen the movie i i've never watched the movie all the way through i have a kid at work that is like in his 20s and when we first you know he loves movies he can quote he can do he can act out scenes from a lot of movies and this is one of them he loves too he loves the uh uh roman when they're running from the roman empire and one of the (laughs) One of the leaders of the Roman Empire catches up with him, and Mel Brooks is, hits him with a sword, and the sword is cardboard. And Mel Brooks is like, "I'm fighting with cardboard." And the guy was like, looked at him. He pulls his sword, and he said, "Goodbye, head." And Mel Brooks said, looks at him, says, "Hello, balls," and kicks him right square. And <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. History of the world, my number five. I need to watch that. I've never yes, seen it. I've got. I watch silent movie. You watch History of the World. Okay, gotcha. Um, my number five. And every time I see this guy, no matter what he's in, he's Damien to me. Oh. Jurassic Park, whatever. Sam Hill. Was it Sam Hill? Sam Neill. The Omen Three. When I, of course, I watched the ones growing up. You know, when he, you know, I did it for all you, Damien, back in the 70s. And when he finds the 666 on his head as a kid. Uh-huh. And then when he's like, he's trying to, he's, he's trying to be president or something. The Antichrist, the Omen 3. And of course, at the end, Jesus prevails. Like, you know, I mean, Jesus beats the devil, like at all. But every time I see him, it's like, hey, that's Damien. That's Damien. No matter what movie I see him in. The Omen 3. Did you like that one? Yeah, I can't. I couldn't get into that. I'm sorry. Sorry, not a big, not a big horror movie or anything. Wuss. Yeah, me. That's me. Wuss because I don't watch Satan coming to be president. And uh, you're a member of the Chamber of Thrills, Stevie. What the heck's wrong with you? I know. I know. I'm not a big horror movie. I like. I mean, this is kind of based in reality if you believe the Bible and the devil and all that stuff. But yeah, you're gonna really love my number four pick. <laughs> I'm sure I will. My number four. Three. Another five. Kind- Oh, did you do five already? Oh, History of the World. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Another comedy. And uh, Bill Murray. I've watched it hundreds and hundreds of times. Stripes. Uh, don't call John me. John Candy Frank. and. John Candy. What's Harold his Ramis. Name? Harold Ramis. That's what. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, John Candy, Candy plays what? What's his name? Ox. And to hear him talking about why he joined the army and stuff like that, the story about, oh, uh, get out of a lot of aggression. And, you know, it's free. It's free. But, yeah, Bill Murray, I think this is pretty much what solidified Bill Murray as as a lead in a comedy. 
Um, yeah. Just and another everybody remembers the I guess the the iconic scenes are the ones where they go to the uh, graduation and Bill Murray's leading them. And he said, that's the fact, Jack. So that's got to be one of the iconic scenes. But Stripes. And then you had the, what was the girl from Halloween, PJ Souls? That I was. Like I thought you didn't like scary movies. I knew she was in Halloween. I never seen Halloween. Uh, I oh, I saw it a long time ago. Over. Yeah. Yeah. But she was the his love interest in Stripes. So, uh, so. Stripes is my number four. I was thinking Karen Allen, but that was Scrooge. Yeah, that was Scrooge. Okay. Yeah. Karen uh, Allen later on, though. Number four for me is supposedly based on a true story, and it's got to be the suckiest true story of all time. You're a woman, and you bend over, and the ghost comes and rapes your ass. The entity. I think it was Barbara Hershey was in oh it. Oh, my God. It was, uh, I, and I've studied this story before, and it's about, a, I guess, a poltergeist or a demon that like followed this woman there's like case studies of this they could never explain it they did like they looked at her and they tried to like they always try to debunk everything but they could never figure out what's going on but she would have these marks and she would have this like stuff around her that would like i mean it, and it was real cheesy 80s because like when the ghost was like attacking her it was like real cheesy 80s he's like duh, 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 you know oh but uh yeah, it's based on a true bad. story and it's a pretty scary story. I mean, if What's you... What's the name of it again? The, the Entity. The Entity. Okay. Yeah, I think Barbara Hershey's in it. But it's a, it's based on a true story about... She lived in Texas for a while, but she moved and it followed her and something. And they, like I said, they tried to debunk it. Is this like Jaws of Revenge? It fought Jaws no, it's a, it's a... I mean, it, I think it was... I mean, you look at it and you're like, you know, not eight or nine. It probably scares the crap out of you. But, I mean, if you do your research and read about it, it mean they weren't able to debunk it. So it, it's kind of scary. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of crap in my, in my stuff, but I mean, Hollywood always kind of glams it up and kind of like, you know, makes it more scary than it actually is. But it's a pretty freaking scary story. If it, you know, it happened, that would freaking suck, man. Yeah. Unless it's like Marilyn Monroe coming after I mean, you. Every morning. Be. That'd be okay. Unless it's like Marilyn Monroe doing it to me, that'd be fine. Man. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Or so. like an angel when Steven Tyler and the, the ghost is like going. Like oh, this. my God. That's probably one of, I always thought that was some of his cocaine that he was sniffing that would just form the thing up in the air. When he, well, you see the angel. She's going towards his crotch. I'm like, my God. Tipper Gore would have had a stroke with that. Well, it's the 80s. They got away with it. Yeah. Like they were more upset at Ragdoll when he's waving all the women. <laughs> they were pissed about that. Yep. That's yep. funny, though. That's hilarious. All right. Number three for me, another comedy. And this was one that, you know, you always wanted to see as a kid because everybody talked about so much about it. It was like... It had boobs in it. Well, we didn't know it had boobs in it at the time, but, you know, everybody was talking about it. it was You don't, you know, it was one of those movies you said as a kid, you don't need to be watching that. <laughs> Porky's. And Porky's. Yep. Yes, Porky's. Get it at Porky's. I didn't yeah. see that movie until probably two years ago. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't allowed to see stuff like this, yeah. too, which well, explains why you're the way you are and I'm the way I am. I exactly. Am. Exactly. Uh, That's the one with uh, Sex in the City chick, right? Yes, Lassie. Oh, 
Lassie. Why do they call her Lassie? Yeah. Get her up there in that room. You'll find. Can you imagine if they made that movie today? Like looking in a woman's, a girl's locker room like that, you'd be in prison, dude. Exactly. And I don't know. I mean, I watched. I watched all three of them and stuff, but it was like. Oh the, gosh, the one that he lost his virginity to, I thought was the best one. Wendy. I, yeah, I yeah. thought she was the hottest one. Yeah, the one he got at the at the uh, little restaurant, yeah. the drive-in. We said, uh, "Yes, I'm. <laughs> I'm looking for a friend of mine. Is that the, supposed to be there? Is that the one? Is that the one or number two where they get the gun and they they like they're gonna scare him or something like that? They were gonna." They were told him to get naked, and then they went. It was, I think, it was the second one, maybe. Oh, you talking about? Is that the one? Oh, with the KKK guys? Well, they were like there, and they were have the girl. One. They were have the girl, and they were like a. a no, that was something. the first one. That, that was, was the first. Yeah, when they got they the gun, and the they, yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that was, was, I mean, it was funny. Big I guy mean, busted her supposed husband bust through the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was. The first I, one. I watched. I watched that one, and I remember thinking. Okay, because I because like I never seen this before, but I remember my friends at the time talking about it. Like, how in the hell do you get to see stuff like that? I never got to see stuff like that. It was hilarious. It was so it was much. Pretty, but it's yeah. st- it still stands out. It's still funny stuff, you know. And and Kim Cattrall was pretty much the only well known that went on to be a well known actor or actress from this movie. I have looked up a lot of these guys because I would love to get one of these guys on the show to do an interview about porkies and the whole porkies and adventure. The, and the part where the principals are they trying to describe it. what was this oh yeah when the woman, to, the woman wants to do a uh sketch artist to draw out her description of it and they have and the boys line up tallywhacker they're like the coach and the boys are laughing please say tallywhacker yeah, and the guys are just dying laughing over there and what's the one is there a part in there where they find the porn film i've watched this thing six that, times that's like the, I think that's the second one, okay. maybe the third one. I'm, They're funny. I mean, like I said, I watched them as a man. And yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't, oh, let, a nine-year, I wouldn't let a nine-year-old boy watch that. Or, no, you know? no. There was a reason why they said that you don't need to be watching that. And that was, they were right. But uh, yeah, Porky's is my number three. My number three is I remember watching this. I was living down in, I don't know. I don't know if I, how I watched it. I think I, I discovered this movie later, like when I moved uh, down to Texas and stuff. And uh, what I remember is no more wire hangers. Oh, gosh. Mommy, Mommy dearest. But I remember, I think it was, who was it? Faye Dunaway that played? <coughs> yeah. But there's a part in there where she's in the shower. So I saw that part and I ended up watching the rest of the movie. <laughs> And you know, myself at home, nobody's with me. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And I, I love that movie, man. And it was like, God, it was just, she was such a bitch to her daughter. Yeah. She and like, was. I mean, but that was like a bestseller book. And yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's one of my favorite story, cult classics. Wasn't huh? Wasn't that a true story? Yeah. It was about Joan Crawford. Yeah. So. No more wire hangers. Number two for me, and we're going to get off the comedy trap for the last two, believe it or not. But we're going, uh, this was just a blockbuster movie for that year. I can't um, believe that's your number two. I cannot believe you're going to pick number, that as your number two. I'm surprised. I, I don't know which what you're one. Yeah, there's two of them now. There's two okay, of them. I'll let you finish. Me. But uh, it was a sequel 
and yeah, see, you you saw wrong. Okay, my bad. Oh, you saw wrong, no. Junior. But you're right. The, my bad. I'm probably sorry. the Forgive best me. the best of this series of movies to me. Uh, Superman two. Uh, I just remember didn't get to go see it at a theater, and it came on like ABC. And once you got past the ten minute credit scenes on all the Superman movies, then you oh, got into man. an actual movie. And you know Zod, Neil before Zod. You know, General Zod and his two henchmen, henchwoman, uh, that, and you actually thought at that time, mm-hmm. Superman had met his match. You know, as a, as a kid, you were like, okay, this is, he's, and you know, at the end, when he, I've been well, working out. Yeah. And he, he loses his power, or he voluntarily loses power to be with Lois Lane. Yep. And then, uh, does a whole trick with Lex Luthor when he said, Oh, we were on the same team though. We were I knew it all the time. I knew it all the time. Yeah. But yeah. And and those series of Superman, they were all I don't care who they put in Superman, Christopher Reeve will be exactly. Superman. I mean, there's no doubt about I, it. I think the closest they get to being that's a new as Harry the new guy, the same guy, the guy that's currently he's about as close as you get, but nobody's Christopher nobody, Reeve. Nobody's, top, nobody's nobody, in my mind will top Christopher Reeve. The latest I mean, guy's the second. They have they had a couple of misfires after that. Yeah. But yeah, Christopher Reeve is Superman. Yeah, I I remember that one and this made my honorable mentions and Planet Houston. Remember that Planet Houston? Yeah. They, yeah. Houston. And they, that girl picks up the snake and you know and bites her and stuff. But, can you imagine though you talk about replace replacing Christopher Reeve as Superman? Can you imagine if they had actually went through with that Superman movie with Nicolas Cage as Superman? I never got that. I I never got the whole Tim Burton weird kind of thing. Oh I was like, no. Gosh, that would have been so, so bad. But, it, but that was typical 90s. That was typical just being strange, you know, that whole Pulp Fiction pictures? type thing. You seen the pictures yeah. of him? Oh, my God. It was so yeah, that's, there's a reason why it didn't get made because people probably wised up. Exactly. But, yeah, Superman 2 is my number two. My number two probably wasn't a big hit, but um, I'm seeing a pattern here because – there's nudity in this movie too. And uh, I remember along with number one, going to the movies when I lived in Missouri, cause God, the movies were like an hour away. I mean, probably like what you do now, how you live now. Um, but it had some of the best claymation in it. Some of the best, uh, I guess like um, Greek gods, I guess. Oh, I know. Exactly. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Uh, I just remember seeing that, and I remember Harry Hamlin, Harry Hamlin. debuted in that, who later on came on a show we'll talk about later with L.A. Law, and just Ursula Anders is in it. Uh, Burgess Meredith is in it. Burgess Meredith, yes. Uh, and uh, Pegasus that, and Medusa. That freaking cuckoo owl, the mechanical yeah. owl. They were in the latest one. Did you ever see the latest ones? They made an yeah. appearance there, yeah. But they try to remake it. It's not the same. No, it's not. But, uh, Clash of the Titans, man. One of, just, I mean, for back then, and if you ever watched the old uh, Jason and the Argonauts or yeah stuff like that, that's kind of what we grew up. You know, that was sixties. That kind of. But this was high. Back. This was high. High climation back, back then. Yeah, and that guy that played uh, the devil, or I guess where he cut the hand off or whatever. That is how I picture the devil. That is. To me, what the devil looks like—that <laughs> that, you know, with the tail and everything. So, 
Yeah, Clash of the Titans, man. One of my yeah, favorite. That's one of that's gonna be on my honorable mention. I was at a flea market and they had this on Blu-ray for like five bucks. And I guess it was like, oh yeah, I grabbed it and stuff. Still haven't watched it. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I have a Blu-ray the, player. I don't know the school where we went to, you know, the when our in our English class, they they had this big library the teacher had over there. I mean, we had a regular library, but she had a bunch of books in her class too. And Clash of the Titans was one of them. It had the big cover with Harry Hamlin on Pegasus and that big yeah. monster coming out of the water. Uh, yeah, the Kraken. Release yeah. the Kraken. Oh, yep. Sir, Sir Lawrence Olivier too. Yeah, one of the greatest yep. actors of all time. Yeah, well. So number one for me, you know, and I you, believe it's probably my number one too. Dun, 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 Gotta be. Dun, dun, dun. There is no other answer. The only reason I really went to see this movie to start with is because Han Solo was playing in another movie. Uh, Harrison Ford, of course, legendary line of movies that started off with uh, just called Raider. It wasn't even Indiana Jones called that. It was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Karen Allen, who you mentioned earlier, you were wrong about. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Karen Allen wasn't it, wrong it, it, about it. I just didn't sure. misplaced it. Come on. Yeah, you did. But uh, don't be a dick, Stevie. You always say I am, so I might as well be. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, what can you say about it? It was just everything you needed in a movie. He had the, he was the big type. Well, what killed me as a star of the movie, you know, he's a big archaeologist and he's teaching college classes. And he looks in this class, and all these girls like the and the one with the with that wrote you. it on her, her freaking eyelids. Uh, and he's trying to he get. It was the thirties, dude. Didn't have anything else to do, man. And he's trying to get out of his classroom, and uh, without having to go back out in the hallway and face all these people. But uh, he just started off a great line of movies. We're getting ready to see another one come out shortly, uh, and looking forward to that. But. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my number one, and I'm sure that's your number one as well. Yeah, it, it's one of my favorites. Like I said, we didn't like go to the movies a lot, but I remember us going and seeing this, and my 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 best friend at the time went with us and his dad. And so what did we do before we went to see Raiders? We went to Pizza Hut. Oh yeah. And, uh, but just I mean, I just remember being so excited. My my favorite part is when they're in the one of my favorite parts is when they're in the library. And they're talking about, oh, here's a picture of it and stuff. And he's trying to explain to him and goes, well, y'all never went to Sunday school? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And you got the music playing. And it's, oh, what is this? Oh, power of God or something like that. But I mean, I just, you know, and and supposedly it's going to be nice because uh, he's going to be killing Nazis in the new movie. And <laughs> he was killing Nazis. He started off. Lot of, there's a lot of news about Nazis in the news lately. So, hey, you know. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, this classic, one of my favorite. I, it just would have been hard to see Tom Selleck in this role. I mean, I love Tom Selleck. He's a great actor, but Harrison Ford is probably our it. generation's John Wayne. He yep. is up there. Yep. And he's got a new show coming on with Helen Murin, another Yellowstone Eight. spinoff. Not 1883, that was with Tim and Faith. Yeah, You're that's... wrong about that, Stevie. No. no it, it was... it's, a, it's coming out in next, this, was it this month, I guess. So it's another Yellowstone prequel. So yeah. that looks good. But he's got the new one done. They did some age generation, I guess, to to get him. 
But I, I even like the one with the Crystal Skulls. I didn't think that was that bad. A lot of hate for that movie. It was the worst part. Bad, it had it Shia both in it. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the drawback. It's kind of like George R. Binks and uh, and the Star Wars movies. Shia both. I actually, to me, out of all of them, I think, I think Legion of uh, Legion of Doom, Last Crusade, Temple of Doom is the weakest of all. I didn't like Le- Le- Oh, Le- I love. No, I didn't like Temple of Doom as much as it, but I thought. You know, I'll put Last Crusades up there right behind uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I will. Right. Sean Connery? Close. Oh, yeah. Yes, and it's close because this it, that was that was a really good one. Every time I um, see that, I, I see River Phoenix, and I just think of what could have been with that guy. What a waste. Yes. What a waste of suck. Yep. Just a waste of talent. Now, I think so. they were going to develop something with him, and they went with the TV show they had. But Yeah, probably so. George Lucas got a lot of that inspiration from watching those old – those old movie serials like Flash Gordon and all those they used to have like in yeah. those stuff. So let's let's talk about our honorable mentions. Let's start with the movies first. What's what's some of your honorable mentions on your movies? Honestly, I didn't do any. Okay. Really? Because I, I I forgot. I mean, I, I guess Superman two would be my honorable mention. Yeah. But honestly, it was hard for me to come up with five. Well, I, I I came up with a because I think I was more into TV and. Maybe music oh, yeah. than I was movies because we Cannibal, didn't go to the movies a lot. Yeah, yeah. Cannibal, Cannibal Run, Run. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Duke, Fox and the Hound. Never saw it. The Howling. Did you ever see the Howling? That's what that really hot chick right turns into a werewolf or something, right? D. Wallace Stone. Yeah. Uh, Neighbors, which was John Belushi, Belushi and, and Aykroyd. Uh, Nighthawks. Stallone and. Uh, Billy D. Williams, cooler than the other side. Who of the else country. is who else is in that movie? Besides Rutger Hauer. Yeah, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. You got to remember Rutger Hauer. Billy D. Williams is Sylvester Long's partner in that. Lando. Lando Calrissian. So, uh, Cheech and Chunks, Nice Dreams. That's another. Honorable See, a lot of these movies I weren't, I, I wasn't allowed to watch, dude. Arthur. Arthur. Yes, Arthur was great. Yeah. Uh, Don't you remember they made Arthur? And then, like later on, they made Arthur too. It's like on the well, rock. It's not. It's not funny to laugh at drunk people. I go, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. All right. So TV shows. I don't really have any honorable mention on TV shows because either. So we skip that part. All right. Albums. Nah. I, it, I, it, I, it was hard for me to. We talked about this. I don't remember a lot from 1981. I yeah. think, I think once we get to 83, 84, I'll start because 82 is kind of a blur too. Well, Motley came out too fast for Love in 81. I didn't get into Motley till like yeah, 80s. I didn't either. Rick James Street Songs, which had Super Freak on it, that was can't touch this. I mean, God, that video. You watch that video, and those girls were supposed to be hot, but man, they look like woo. There's some rough looking babes in that video. And then songs, your honorable mention for songs. Like I said, I don't really. Kiss on my list. Double Dutch Bus. Pac oh, yeah, kiss, Fe- on my li- kiss on my list. That's right. Pac-Man Fever. Mm. Greatest went, American Heroes yeah. theme song. Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit. Yeah. So there was a lot. Centerfold. Yes, Jay Giles Band. I think that in uh, Centerfold and uh, Freeze Frame. Freeze Frame, yeah. Yep. Those are big hits. Yep. Rapture by Blondie. Which yes, that was a big hit. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I yeah, like so, I said, I I don't. Re- I mean, I was living in Missouri at the time because I remember Rapture. I remember that coming out, but I just remember you know, watching the Fall Guy course. But you know, and but I mean, we didn't have it. I mean, back then, we had like three stations, and you watch movie of the week or something. You go to the movies. I mean, once a month, you know. And you had yeah. the radio, but you you know that's we had a lot of cassette tapes around to record stuff. So. Yep. I always have mine close by. It's funny. Uh, I always see something from the 82 or like back then. I go, what was I doing that day? You know, you ever think that? Remember? Can you remember what you were doing? Yeah. What were you doing that day? Like, what was I doing that day? Uh, I don't know if I can remember that when I was doing that particular day. I know, but that time period, maybe. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean there. All right. So that's going to do it for 1981. And you know, coming soon next month, 1982. We'll- you know, it's funny for guys that don't know much about 1981. We did two, almost two and a half hours <laughs> talking yep, about it. We were close. We were close. But, you know, that was like when I really, I guess, when I really started remembering more about. Exploring you know, yourself, Stevie? Like, geez, you're sick. Music and movies and TV that became a big part. You know, sports was always a big part. Then, but the you know, the I guess you say, entertainment world became a bigger part of the picture for me then. So I remember a lot of this stuff. But uh, so next week, we're supposed to have a special guest next week. So uh, hopefully, he I haven't heard a confirmation yet, but I'm waiting to hear back. And we also have some more guests that are looking to come on. Maybe it'll be a different show. I haven't even talked to you about this this topic, but I need to get it out there to you, see what you think. All right, right, guys, if you want to follow us, you can follow us right here on our YouTube channel. Anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify has been big for us. Apple Music or Apple Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, Pod Chaser, Good Pods, wherever you find your podcast at. Give us a five star review. Uh, leave us a, a nice little follow on YouTube or give us a five star review on your podcast, wherever, because it gets us out there. It'll get more exposure to us. And we've had a lot of people. Uh, we picked up, you know, Spotify did their year end numbers. And we have picked up a lot in the last year. So, uh, yeah, I was proud of that. Over 3,000 minutes of of, of material. And usually, most of that is more than just blabbering on about some blah, 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 blah. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, if you want to check us out on social media, you can follow us on Twitter, on the fly, uh, 70. I think it's – no, it's just on the fly on there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. On the fly on Instagram. Then you can check us out on Facebook. We've got Facebook groups that you can check us out at. Um, All Things Rock, Hard Rock and Metal, That 80s page, uh, the On the Fly page. Follow us there. And uh, just leave us. If you want to be a topic on the show or you think you got an idea for something or you want to just drop us a line, Feel free to message either one of us on our personal Facebook page or on our uh, on the on the fly Facebook page. Messages, we're we're very receptive to messages, and uh, 
we just thank you guys for listening and and for everything you've done for this last year for us and hopefully next year will be even better we just got over another these these milestones that that we uh are looking at we're getting to them quicker and quicker each month and uh we we appreciate it we definitely appreciate it guys like marty white jack pinocchio and so on uh tom and zeus all of you guys out there that have helped us along the way we appreciate it uh joe decker joe decker the third member so uh any last words for you colt seavers no the 80s were great I'm um, looking forward to next week. Uh, interesting guest. Hope we get him on there. Yeah. Um, I got to do more research because I don't know too much about him except, you know, kind of what, you know, we both know about. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. It's always uh, nice to kind of explore new. Uh, Go outside new the guests. box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Turd Ferguson. Uh <laughs> But anyway, we, we've definitely got some stuff coming up, guys, and uh, we hope you, you guys continue to listen, and, and we appreciate everything you guys do for us. And Until next week, that's going to do it for this week. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the fly. See ya.